You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. 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 10, 9, ignition sequence start. 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 0. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Live on the Exeter Sports Network, it's Exeter Eagles District 3 Playoff Football. Brought to you by Penn State Health St. Joseph Medical Center on the web at pennstatehealth.org, the new Birdies Inn at 160 Old Friedensburg Road in Exeter, and Mikey LeBron Realtor on the web at myagentmikey.com. Tonight, your District 3 champion Exeter Eagles continue their playoff push against the Northern York Polar Bears. Now to the broadcast booth, here are your announcers, Darren Ziner and Ryan Lineweaver. Good evening. Welcome to the Exeter Eagles pregame show on the Exeter Sports Network brought to you by Jerry Gelliff Media. It's the Exeter Eagles and the Northern York Polar Bears at the top of the hour. But first, these messages. Tonight's pregame show is sponsored by Ole Valley Feed. Valley Feed is the area's best place for pet food and supplies and so much more. Featuring all the prime brands and your pet's favorite food. They also have a customer loyalty program that can pay you back in free pet food on many products. Plus, chew toys, grooming supplies, and snacks too. Only Valley Feed carries a full line of bird food and suet, as well as coal and wood pellets to keep you warm this winter, which are available for delivery. All of this in unmatched customer service. That's Only Valley Feed. 143 Cleaver Road in Ole, on the web at olevalleyfeed.com and on Facebook. Hurt playing sports? Count on Penn State Health Sports Medicine to help you get back to doing what you love. Weekend warriors and pro athletes get complete care from our skilled sports medicine providers. They'll help you avoid future injuries with a treatment and recovery plan tailored to you. Same day and next day appointments available. Call Penn State Health Sports Medicine at 610 610- Three seven eight two two five five. That's six ten. Three seven eight two two five five. You're listening to Exeter Eagles football with Ryan and Darren on the Exeter Sports Network. We're coming to you live, Don Thomas Stadium, Riften, Pennsylvania, for tonight's District Three Class Five A semifinal playoff game between your number two ranked Exeter Eagles and the number 11-ranked Northern York Polar Bears, along with my partner, Ryan Lineweaver. I'm Darren Ziner. Ryan, at the beginning of last week's game, I wasn't sure what to expect from Mason Ritelli. The prior game against Mannheim Central, he went 4 of 11 for 61 passing yards. Of course, he had the bye, but he put that to bed early. First two plays by Exeter to start the game, basically uninspiring. And a third down and eight from their own 39. Pressure in his face. He throws it up to Joey on the post. Right on the fingertips, 61 yards later, one and a half minutes into the game, an Exeter on the board. Uh, it's fantastic to see Rotelli bounce back. Now, you had the week of practice in between. You're able to sit there and clean up some things, but it really goes to show how far Mason Rotelli has come as a quarterback, especially for this Exeter football team and where he could go from here and you know, having him come out like that, like I said, first two plays, not a whole lot going on, and then third and eight, able to throw a bomb over the top. 
man. Uh, that had to do so much for his confidence for the remainder of that game. It's probably you're not able to calculate that out on a spreadsheet somewhere, but you know, for his confidence level going forward, you could see what it did the rest of the game. Absolutely. Dover, the defense for Exeter coming up big. A three and out, they punt. Nathan Pashley, a 25-yard punt return, setting the ball up on their own 49. Three running plays later, Richie Karstein, as we expect to see a lot of tonight, a 14-yard touchdown run, four minutes into the game, and it's 14-0 Exeter. How about that? I mean, Exeter's run up the score in the first half. Uh, they've had running clocks in the second half for, I believe, seven or eight games out of their 11 so far. Well on their way after 14-0 very early on. So that was at the eight-minute mark. Now, Exeter wouldn't score again. A lot of back and forth. It was actually a strange first quarter. There were seven possessions in that first quarter. Exeter had the seventh as they moved to the second. But something that we typically didn't see because Exeter would put together a long drive, eat up a lot of that clock. But these were quick strike for Exeter, which, of course, is going to cause that and shutting down Dover on three and outs. So at that point, we get to the 429 mark of the second. And for the final 429, they put three TDs on the board. Of course, Mason Ritelli was everywhere, a 17-yarder to Isaiah Choi. Then uh, at that point, a 12-yarder to Zach Zandier. And Alex Panero comes up with an INT, takes it down to the 11. And Joven Hollis, which uh, a name we haven't said too much on the offensive side of the ball, He's back. gets a touchdown. And, of course, Richie Karstein with 172 yards at halftime. I was going to say, would you believe me if I told you that Richie Karstein finished with 213 yards on the ground while Mason Rotelli threw five touchdowns? Mm -hmm. and it was just that kind of night that it kind of boggles your mind to look at the stat sheet, especially for me because I wasn't even listening to the game. I was off in you know, some remote cabin up in the, uh, the Poconos <laughs> not listening in and not reading about it until the following days. <laughs> it was like, this can't be right. How does Karstein run for that many yards? And you have uh, Rotelli tying the school record for touchdown passes in a game. And unreal to think about, but Exeter had it rolling early, and you know they get, were able to take their foot off the gas in the second half once again. And it goes without saying, they get into the third. Mason Rotelli, a fifth different receiver. Carter Redding, this time the 15-yard score. It's 42-0. And there was nothing else to do at that point. Of course, Gavin Miller came in. Uh, Zaymar Pascal comes in to take care of that second half. But, again, a situation where earlier in the season they were slow getting out of the gate. In this game, they had their foot on the pedal from the get-go. Definitely a turn of events from the uh, the first couple of games that we were actually kind of griping about how the team was coming out, believe it or not. And they were winning these games 35-0. They were running clocks in the second half. Uh, but we knew that there was some another gear there, and we saw it in that Lebanon game that they really picked it up another notch, uh, did what they were supposed to do. And after that, it's been smooth sailing. And uh, obviously you have the tough game against Mannheim Central, but against lesser opponents like this, you come out, you put your – foot on their uh, you know, theoretical throat, and you just keep the foot down. We'll talk about Exeter's offensive prowess, but before we do that, I believe we're going to go to the national anthem, and we'll go quiet. Tyler Castiano, Ben Cucheri, Regina Ramirez, Schumer, Kuczynski, Rob Silvero, and Deacon Harrow. 
by head coach Bill Miller. They were eight and four overall, five and two. They finished second in section two of the Mid-Penn Colonial League. They got to tonight's game by beating two road opponents, the number seven ranked uh, Southwestern Mustangs 21-22 weeks ago. Last week, they beat New Oxford, the number three ranked team, 20 to seven. So they're coming in much like Exeter did last year, going in as far as road wins. Northern New York trying to run a similar table. Yeah, three straight and they're doing everything the hard way this year. <laughs> I don't know if you've taken a look at their schedule. They have five one-point games. Do you know how difficult it must be to have five one-point games on your schedule that, when that's you're playing? Impressive. That is you're, impressive. You're sitting here playing. They're at game number 12 right now, and five of them have been decided by a single point. They're three and two, by the way. Bookies would love them. <laughs> their last four games, all wins have been decided by just 22 points. And one of them was last week where 13 of them were hung on the board against New Oxford on the road. So beyond that, you know, you have three wins by a combined nine points uh, coming into to last week's game. So they've taken the hard road to get there. They struggled early on in the season. They lost to Chambersburg. They lost at Dover. They were th one and three starting off. Their only win coming against Shippensburg. And since then, just one loss to Susquehanna Township. A one-point game, 38-37. Smack dab in the middle of their season. But since then, you know, they know how to win tough nail-biting games. And if they can get things going on the ground like they have been able to, they set up in the big heavy formations, really try to run it down your throat, control the clock. And if they're able to do something against this Exeter run defense and it's Exeter's Lucas Polange would say, good luck. <laughs> I wouldn't want to run against that defense. Uh, you know, they might be able to do something here tonight, and we'll see as, you know, we're getting ready for the opening kick. Exeter ultimately will receive and continuing to talk about Northern New York. They're going to be led by quarterback Timmy Bonin, a 5'10", 175-pound senior. Against Southwestern, here's where we expect a heavy dose of running from Northern New York. Bonin went three of seven for four yards in the air. So the uh, running back, Cole Bartram, is going to be the one to take the majority of that load, and we'll see if he can penetrate that Exeter defense. Yeah, you'll get a heavy dose of him for sure. And, you know, obviously you have Yone getting ready to uh, take the kick here, and he's been their special team spectacular. He's been great on defense as well as, I believe, a cornerback. Doing well on kickoffs. He's hitting field goals. I think he's averaging 43 yards a punt right now 
which is incredible for this level. Uh, and we'll see uh, what he's able to do here as they line up for the opening kick. And it's away. And it goes from right to left on your dial. Pashley has it at the 10. He's got the 20, the 25 still on his feet. Getting out to about the 35-yard line. That's where Exeter will take over first and 10. Glenn Sadler in on the tackle for the Polar Bears. And, yeah, fantastic job once again by Pashley just finding a small seam, getting across the 30-yard line, and giving pretty decent field position here for the Eagles to start. A 25-yard return for Pashley as he's done all year long. Setting up Exeter at the 35. They'll come out with Ritelli in the gun. Karstein will be sidecar to his right. Single receivers left, Redding and right. Schlaffer, it's a handoff to Karstein going on the left side. He'll break the 40, get to about the 41. Call it a gain of six and second down. So Bartram in on the stop for Northern New York. And yeah, just going off left tackle, finding a big gaping hole there and able to rip off a nice gain of six. So the ball outside the 41-yard line. Exeter breaks the huddle. Again, Ritelli will be in the gun. Karstein's sidecar to his right. Single receivers left and right. Here's the snap. It's a handoff to Karstein on the left-hand side. He puts his head down. Doesn't get a whole lot on this. He might end up about a yard shy of the first down. So three yards on that carry in third down. Yeah, Bartram once again coming from his linebacker position, coming up, making the pop. And again, you pull up third and short here, and I don't think anybody in this stadium doesn't know where the football is going right now is Rotelli under center. He's under center. Here's the handoff going to the right, just lowering his head is Karstein, I believe. Bowling across the 45. They're going to give him the 47-yard line. And a first down. I'm pretty sure Mike's fingers are frozen to his paper over here spotting for us because he just keeps pointing out number seven making the stop. Bartram his third straight tackle on three straight running plays by Karstein. So first and ten, ball on the 47. Ritelli in the gun, Karstein to his right. The single receiver's left and right. There's the snap, fakes the handoff. Ritelli rolling right, looking downfield, fires it. Hits Joey Schlaffer on the near side. He's pushed out at the Eagles 39. They'll think they'll give him the 39-yard line. And it'll be a first down for Exeter. And I don't want to say it, but I think he's awfully lucky that the uh, referee made the call standing behind him because he was bobbling that going out of bounds. We'll take it. I'm not complaining. But uh, once again, just usually you see Zandir coming across the formation like that. This time... You throw it to your big guy, and uh, no mistake there. 15 First yards down. on the completion to Joey Schlaffer. They come out of the huddle, the offensive line moving around a little bit. Power right. Ritelli in the gun. Karstein with him. He gets the fake handoff. It's Ritelli running around the left. He's got the left. There's the 40, the 35. He's pushed out of bounds. Looks like they'll give him the 34-yard line. Nope, looks like uh, right on the 35. So it'll be a gain of four. Well, let me uh, change that. Let's see where they had him. <laughs> Looks about seven. There you go. Gain of seven. Yeah, I had to take a look <laughs> as far as where they put him. So it's a seven-yard run for Mason Ritelli. Yeah, so Mike chirping in my ear. Unbalanced set there. Fake the handoff to Karstein going on the strong side. Rotelli taking it around the short side there. 
Ending up getting a nice gain out of it. Offset eye, it's a fumbled snap, but Ratelli picks it up, rolling right, directing traffic, fires it near side. He hits Joey Schlopper inside the 30. That's going to be enough for a first down. We'll see where they ultimately mark it, but it looked like he got to the other side of the 30 and indeed a first down for Exeter. Yeah, we'll see where they end up marking him. They were on the 35, just needed to get to the 32. And they'll stick it at, uh, he's walking it back even further now, sticking it at the 28. <laughs> there All we right. go. So the seven-yard pass there to Joey Schlaffer. First and 10 Exeter, and Ryan, just like we've seen before, Exeter with the methodical drive, eating time off the clock. We're under 10 minutes, and Exeter in full control. Yeah, once again, going unbalanced here. Ratelli in the gun. It's a handoff to Karstein running right. Big hole. Gets the 25 inside the 25. We'll see where they ultimately put it. Looks like they'll give him the 20. Always wait till they move to the middle of the field. <laughs> the 22-yard line. Speaking of methodical, so are the referees tonight. <laughs> yes, they are. So a six-yard run for Richie Karstein, brings up second and four, ball marked at the 22-yard line. Ratelli comes out in the gun, Karstein behind him. Here's the handoff, but just as he does that, flags fly. And we'll take a look to see what happens here. Yeah, usually those pre-snap, oh, it's gonna be offside. How about that? Interesting call. I was gonna go the other way and say usually dead. Dead ball penalty here. It's going against the offense, but this time, little uh, offside encroachment, whatever you want to call it. So that'll give Exeter five yards. It'll put the ball on the 17-yard line and a first and 10. Gentlemen, as mentioned by Ryan, our dear friend Mike Boyer here doing some spotting, helping us out. We appreciate it has got Mike the binoculars. Yeah. Bro yes, he did. He brought the binoculars. <laughs> Ritelli comes out in the gun. Karstein sidecar right. Single receivers left and right. It's going to be a quarterback draw. He's running right. He gets the corner, dragging on his ankles. Number 22, Talon Beluschio. It's going to be interesting well, I listening you, to yeah, I think Jay. you did a better job of calling it. <laughs> I was waiting for it. <laughs> I was waiting for it. So they're going to move him Belusio. down <laughs> to the 13-yard line. So give him... Mason Ritelli, four yards on the scramble. There's a surprisingly no uh, pronunciation guide here at the high school level. Bummer. You just make it up as you go. That's right. Second and six for Exeter. Ball on the 13-yard line. Ritelli in the gun. He's got the snap. It's a quarterback keeper. He's got room to run. There's the 10. He's hit right away. Austin Miller in on the stop from his defensive back position, and I mean, that's all made possible by Zach Zandier here off the right-hand side of the line. He seals that off. I mean, you could see him almost immediately just pivoting to his left and sealing off that edge, giving uh, Mason Rotelli a wide-open lane here towards the numbers. There's a six-yard run for Mason Rotelli. Takes the ball to the seven-yard line, and it'll be first and goal for Exeter. Play number nine, or sorry, play number 10 on this drive already. Ritelli in the gun, the handoff to Karstein running left. There's room to run, gets inside the five, just missing the goal line. Call it inside the one. So a six-yard run for Richie Karstein. It's going to be second and goal from about the one-yard line. 
Belushio in on the uh, tackle. There we go. Now we're all singing the same tune. We're all we're all deciding that's how we say that name. Ratelli in the gun. Karstein behind him. There's the snap. Karstein has it oh, running yeah. left. Big hole. He's in the end zone. Touchdown, Exeter. Just walking right in. I mean, by the time that he got to the goal line, the offensive line was already you know a couple yards deep in the end zone. I mean, Jerry could have run that one in. There is the proverbial Jerry <laughs> could have run that in. It almost looked like Karstein held up a little bit when he realized the hole was that big. He didn't have to put his he's shoulder like, pad square. Yeah, he's like, oh, here's the goal line. Okay. I'm, I'm already in. Thanks. How about that? Carter Redding in to put the ball down for Matthew Skipper. 28 PATs on the year. There's the snap. It's down. His foot's through it. And it is good. 7.46 to go here in the first. It's your Exeter Eagles 7, Northern York nothing. We'll be back after this break. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. The new Birdies Inn is your entertainment spot in Exeter. Birdies has open mic night, dancing to the oldies night, Monday and Thursday wing nights, and musical acts playing two times a week. And with the NFL Sunday ticket and 22 TVs, there's no chance you're going to miss a single game. Sports, music, great food and drinks. What more do you need? Birdies reminds you to always have fun and be kind. The new Birdies Inn, 160 Old Friedensburg Road. There's always something new at the Old Inn. This is the Exeter Sports Network. Matthew Skipper has the ball on the tee. He's kicking left to right. And he'll kick it to Belushio. Just kidding. It's a squib picked up at the 20-yard line by Joel McClin McClintock. McClintock. Yeah, had to get it right there. He runs to the far side, gets across the 30, maybe the 31. And that's where Northern York will take over first and 10. Again, led by quarterback Timmy Bonin. He's a 5'10", 175-pound senior. And they'll rely on Cole Bartram. He's a 5'10", 180-pound junior in the backfield. So Bonin in the gun. Bartram to his left, two receivers right. Fires it to the right. It's complete. No, it's nope. not. It falls Bat incomplete. It Bonin, a lefty back there. If we make a Jim Zorn reference, that's going back to Seattle a few years ago. But for those of you God. a little bit older, Where are you, pulling that from? you will pick up that <laughs> reference. Hello, 1979. And if that's what it takes, that's okay. I mean, Michael Vick was a lefty, but I mean, I could understand why you wouldn't want to drag him, him into this. So it's incomplete, second and 10 for Northern York. There's the handoff to Bartram running off the right side. They'll give him a few yards, maybe three. So it'll be third and seven. The ball will be on the 34-yard line. Kyle Lash coming up and making the stop after a gain of three. The uh, Northern York jerseys reminiscent if we want to dive back into the uh, yearbook. Reminiscent of the old uh, 19, like mid 90s cowboy jerseys that had the uh, the blue shoulders. 
Bonin under center, takes a few steps, fires it to the right. It's complete. Oh, it stood he, up immediately. He hits Cade Kitts, but there is absolutely nothing there. He's driven back immediately. They give him a few yards, maybe two at best, and it's fourth down, and they'll punt it away. I'll tell you, Exeter has not been fooled at all this entire year on screen plays, and, well, that play no different. I mean, he just took a few steps back, calm, cool, collected, fired it out there, but you got to do a little bit better than that. So fourth and five on the 37. So Mason Yone back to punt again. Once again, averaging about 43 yards a punt. Pashley stands at his own oh, yeah. 25. Comes up, gets it at the 33 on the run. He's got the 40. Can barely get to the 45. They'll probably mark him at the 44, but great field position for Exeter. They'll take over first and 10. Gunning in on the stop there. and ooh, Pashley very lucky to hold on to that football. I'm sure it's a little slick out there as that one almost slipped right between his legs trying to come up on that, but full head of steam there. Unfortunately, just runs into a few polar bears right there at the 45. Prior to the game tonight, we had a considerable amount of snow flurry. Uh, is that a something? Considerable amount of snow flurry? Needless to say... I think that a, goes against what a flurry it actually does, is. It does, but it did put a coating, coating on the, the field. field. So at a, that point, referencing as far as it being a little slick, that might be the reason for it. I think they would call that a dusting. So first and 10 on the 45, Ritelli in the gun. There's the snap, hands it to Karstein, running right. He gets the 45, the 46. He'll, they'll give him a yard on it, and it'll be second and long. Yeah, just a gain of one, stood up immediately. Sam gunning in on the stop again from his defensive line position. Under we're, sorry, we're all like... Sniffing the press box yeah. here as apparently the pizza must have lit on fire the, back the in the warming box. box. Got a little hot. A little toasty. Oh, it's still on fire. Yeah, how about that? We're good. We're good. We're good. I'd say throw it out in the snow, but we only had a dusting. And we'll still call it. Ritelli <laughs> takes it, hands it off to Karstein, running left. He spins at the 47 yard line, gets a couple extra yards, gets out to the 49. It's a gain of four, and it'll be third and five from the, their own 49-yard line. Yeah, not really able to get a good full head of steam there. Had to you know, throw himself into the spin cycle immediately and uh, not really able to get much going, but just enough to make it third and manageable. Ritelli in the gun, Karstein behind him. There's the snap, fakes the handoff, rolling right. He's looking, he's looking, still looking, fires it up top. Oh, yeah. It's caught! Joey Schlopper has it inside the 25. They'll mark him at the 26. That's a 27-yard, oh, wait a minute, the 20, 25. 25, <laughs> there you go. You know, when you're trying to do the quick math, a 25-yard pass, nicely done Mason Ritelli rolling to the right. Joey Schlopper initially came up, then went back running a corner route and he's hit in stride, so 25 yards, it's first and 10, ball on the 26. You think you might want to guard that man on third down? Why would Just you, a suggestion. Why would you do that? So Ritelli, it's a high snap, but he corrals it, trying to get to around go. the left end, but there's nothing there. He'll lose two on the play. Yeah, Spencer Siegel in on that stop, surrounded by a couple other polar bears. Yeah, that's the second time that Ritelli struggled to get a uh, handle on that, but it was a high snap. 
Gentlemen, we have tuned in our dear friend Margaret Sider, Exeter Nanny. She's listening to the game down in Florida. Hello, Margaret. Hello, Exeter Nanny. Second and 12 ball on there on the uh, Polar Bear 28. Ritelli comes out in the gun. Karstein sidecar right. Two receivers left. Here's the snap. Motion from left to right. It's Joey Schlaffer. He's looking for room to run. He'll get to the 25, and that's about it. So a gain of three, and it'll bring up third and long. Yeah, it's that little pop pass there. Like I said, playing Madden right before I came here and ran that same play a handful of times. It's just that little jet sweep to Schlaffer. Usually it works to great success because you're throwing it to the, uh, you know, arguably the most dynamic player on the field, but this time stood up after a gain of just three. Winding down to three and a half to go here in the first. Exeter breaks the huddle. They're in their dark uniforms, blue numbering. Northern York white with blue. Here's a fake handoff. Ritelli gets by the 25-yard line. Wyatt Maybe Hazen. two. Hazen on the stop. Yeah, an interesting call there. I guess you're in four-down territory. You're not kicking a field goal here, but only able to pick up two on the play. Brings it back down to fourth and seven. Obvious throwing down here. Ball on the 23-yard line. Well, surprisingly well-balanced here so far. Rotelli with four passing plays. Karstein with eight runs. Rotelli with five. So fourth down and seven. Rotelli checks his armband. He's got Karstein to his right. Two receivers left, empty right. There's the snap. He's looking, he's looking, rolling right. Stops, fires it up. Oh, incomplete. He's going to be upset with himself because he had Zach Zandier. He had, I mean, who didn't he have in the back of the end zone there? I think he had uh, genuine Stutzman too. Both of them just waving their hands in the back of the end zone. He didn't see either of them wide open. Tries to go to Karstein in the near corner and... That one knocked away. I think it's a matter of he got flushed out of the pocket, tried to get his uh, the ball out of his hands a little too soon, and like you said, he didn't see him. So Bonin comes out. He's under center. Bartram in the backfield. Single receiver right and left. There should be a flag because the receiver on the far right side actually moved too soon. That receiver would be Nate Anderson, but it's incomplete. Not and it'll first, be second down. Not the first time I've seen that either, because I've seen their running back in motion before the uh, the ball's even hiked, trying to get a little bit extra, you know, steam going towards that line. But once again, it's kind of a an odd thing to watch because Bonin just he's very upright when he throws. He's doing a little three step drop and just firing immediately. We'll see if he continues that. So there's the eye behind him. Bertram and now we finally. Deep, and here's the flag. Yeah. And we'll see what the flag is. Came from the far side. And they're calling offside on Exeter this time. Wow, the second time they call offside. Well, it certainly looks like they have uh, Bill Miller over on the far sideline for the Polar Bears chirping in that sideline official's ear because that was the one who threw the flag. So don't be surprised if Matt Bauer tries some of the, uh, you know, chirping in this near sideline official's ear. So first and five ball on the, or second and five on the 28. They try a reverse here to the oh, near side. Work. There's a lot of room to run. 
Joel Mac McClintock. I'll get this name right. <laughs> I don't know why all of a sudden I'm McClintock. having a version to saying the name. I'll just let you say it. <laughs> Joven Hollis in on the stop. That way we can stop talking about him. Right. He brings it all the way out to the 39-yard line. Now, surprising. They almost blew it up in the backfield, but able to get around that traffic and pick up a first down, their first of the game. Second down and 39, according to the scoreboard. That's right. First and 10, ball in the 39, Bonin under center. Here's a toss to Bartram going right. Nothing there, and what a tackle. Is that Gavin Reiking? Mike Boyer says that it's Alex Pinero. Oh, Pinero, all right. Well, it's Looks one of those, like Gavin Reiking. It could be an eight, but it's probably a 10. But great play. He comes up, takes out his legs. It's a loss of three. And Mike has the binoculars, so let's go with his work. What We're going say? with him. So that's a three-yard loss. Hear that, Mike Chapini? He has the Here's Bonin taking the snap, throwing it right. It's complete. Looks like they'll give him five yards on the completion. So that's going to bring up third and long. Uh, once again, just going short. Not attempting to throw anything down the field as of yet. Just five yards on the, on the play to Williams. Pinheiro again in on the stop. Third and eight for the Polar Bears. Ball on the 42. It just looks like Bonin uses his whole shoulder to throw it. There's no wrist snap. It's just a whole long movement. All right. Bonin is a rolling left, fires it, hits his receiver across the middle of the field. That's Kyle Lamb. He's into Eagle territory all the way down to the 43-yard line. It's a 15-yard pass and a first down for Northern York. Well, that time just sitting in between the zone, he found a little cushion there next to Joven Hollis and making him pay as they need uh, Kyle Lash to come up and make the stop. Well, we talked about if they weren't going to be able to run it, obviously the only other option is to pass, working a little bit there. So first and 10 on the 43, Bonin under center. Here's Bartram in the backfield. There's oh. nothing there, but Anthony well Cachese going to make sure, and he shuts it down, taking him all the way back to the 50 and a seven-yard loss. Man, that play was doomed from the very start. Big Cheese just busting through that line and blowing up the play. That'll likely be the last one of the first quarter here. Not necessarily a, it was a kind of a bad snap, and but he was already through that line by the time that they were trying to hand off to, uh, to Bartram. No chance. They're actually gonna put it at the 47. So consider it a four yard loss. It's gonna be second and 14, and that is it for the first quarter. We've played 12 minutes. Karen Reifton, it's Exeter seven. Northern York, nothing. We'll be back with second quarter action, and Ryan, after this break, you're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. Hurt playing sports? Count on Penn State Health Sports Medicine to help you get back to doing what you love. Weekend warriors and pro athletes get complete care from our skilled sports medicine providers. They'll help you avoid future injuries with a treatment and recovery plan tailored to you. Same day and next day appointments available. Call Penn State Health Sports Medicine at 610-378-2255. That's 610-378-2255. 
1-800-242-2255. Back here, fresh 12 minutes up on the clock. I'll be taking you home here for the first half. Kicking Darren to color. We'll see how this goes. <laughs> little fake handoff rolling out to his weak side here. Now having to escape the pocket. Flushed out up the middle and able to get back to what looks to be the original line of scrimmage as Anthony Cachese making the play. Yeah, nice job by the secondary as Bonin's rolling out there trying to find somebody deep on the right side. Nicely done by the secondary. Nigel Meeks, Nathan Pashley rolling with the coverage. Bringing up a third down. It'll be third down, the original line of scrimmage. So they have Kyle Lamb rushing in with 10 seconds on the clock. He'll take his place here. Two wide receivers split out wide to the left. They'll go a little wide receiver screen. That That's ball is batted up in the air and picked off. So that'll be Miles Brandt. That one, it wasn't a bad pass. It went right between his hands, off the shoulder pads, bounced right up in the air, and Miles Brandt was there to take it back for the Eagles. Bonin tried to do, as we talked about, the two-step, three-step drop, yep. firing out to the left side. It almost looked like it could have been one of those D-backs coming up, getting the ball, and literally running it in for six. But like you said, it goes through the receiver's hands. He's waiting for it. And the Eagles take over at midfield. Yeah, just trying that quick pass again. And this time, like I said, just it wasn't a bad throw. It went right through his hands, right off the shoulder pad. This time, Rotelli in the gun. Handoff up the left-hand side. Big hole again. He'll get across the first down marker. It'll be Kyle Lamb on this stop, stopping our own number six, Richie Karstein, a gain of 11. One of those, if you would have seen Richie Karstein, he probably had six or seven yards off the left side before he was even touched. All he did was wait for his big boys up front to move that line. They did in the 11-yard game. Karstein, not a spectacular game here to start. He had eight carries for 32 yards, now up to nine for 43. As they have, once again, fullback on the left-hand side. This time he's stuffed getting back to the line. No gain on the play. Sam Gunning on the right side for the Polar Bears comes in to force the issue. Yeah, we've started going super heavy here as we've you know, thrown in Miles Brandt as a lead blocker for Karstein. Sometimes he, he decides to use him, sometimes not. That time, not so much and stood up at the line. Sometimes it's got to be hard. You see that hole, you want to hit it really quick and not necessarily wait for that yep. block in front of you. And it looks like head coach Matt Bauer will take a timeout with 10.03 remaining here in the second. 7-0 Exeter, second down and 10 yards to go when we return on the Exeter Sports Network. Sneaker Villa in the Boscov Shopping Center is Exeter's team apparel and uniform center. They do screen printing and embroidery for schools, businesses, and organizations of all sizes. A focus on customer service is what sets them apart from the pack, and a commitment to Exeter sports is what keeps them coming back. Open from 10 to 7, Monday to Saturday, located at 4290 Perkyoman Avenue. Sneaker Villa is a locally owned business. Sneaker Villa, your team store. This is the Exeter Sports Network on Jerry Gelliff Media. 
7-0 Exeter Eagles coming out of the first timeout of the game with 10.03 left here in the second quarter. Once again, foregoing the second wide receiver, it's just Joey Schlaffer out there. And the handoff again to Rotelli, and Rotelli tripped up a little bit in the backfield. Wyatt Hazen getting into the backfield, beating out Ryan McConnell, and able to trip up Karstein as he pulls forward for gain of just one. Yeah, one of those where Northern York starting to get some pressure on the inside, forcing the issue in the backfield or just as they get to the line of scrimmage, they're just tripping up Richie for a short gain. Yeah, as Exeter's just throwing out all their tight ends here. Now they're going to put out Pashley as a wide receiving option on third and long. He'll be on the near side. Schlaffer on the far side. Karstein in the backfield. Rotelli in the gun. I think I hit all the bases there. Rotelli steps back, hit as he throws. That is a wobbler. Having to come back for it and play defense is Joey Schlaffer. Well defended that time by Mason Yohn. He had talked about him as a fantastic special teams player. That time needing to do it as a defensive back going up against probably one of the best tight ends that he will face in his career. Sam Gunning with the pressure on Mason Ritelli, forcing him maybe to put that up a little sooner than he would have wanted. But it brings up fourth down, and Nathan Pashley will punt. Yeah, we'll be uh, looking at Alex Williams there in the backfield. Pashley lined up, standing on the 50-yard line. Three blockers in front of him. Ball is snapped. Nice high kick, and he's going to call a fair catch on at the basically half the half-yard line. line. He lost track oh my as to where he was. Clearly. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and it He's was... standing with his heels on the goal line. How do you not know where you're at on the field? <laughs> oh, my I, gosh. I don't even think that was a consideration. I think it was just a matter of, you know, he thought he's inside the five. Again, losing track where he's at. Maybe even thinking I... his momentum's going to take him back into the end zone. But, but it didn't. <laughs> the back end of the football touching the goal line here for the Polar Bears is they're basically back at the play clock here to huddle up. So they will line up big, heavy formation. I mean, no surprise what they're going to do here. Cole Bartram, you're up. Or it's going to be a quarterback sneak, maybe. Yeah, and absolutely nothing on the play. Goodness. Yeah, that's one of those where... Exeter knows they're going to stack the line. They're not going to let a whole lot happen. Uh, he doesn't get a whole lot. Again, like you said, it was the quarterback keeper. Give him maybe maybe a half a yard. Well, they don't have an awful lot of big options that you're – I mean, their quarterback right now in Timmy Bonin is 5'10", a buck 75 soaking wet. And he might be soaking wet with the uh, the snow out there on the ground, the dusting. This time the handoff going off the left side. He's able to squeak past and nearly get up to the five as he's taken down by Gavin Reiking coming down from the safety position. I'm glad we have Mike because he can see the eight, and I'm trying to figure out if it's a two. <laughs> and Bartram's been pretty well bottled up here all night long. So they've had to try to go away from him, and he's coming off. About 140 yards in their last game. 
as they will go third and seven here inside of eight minutes to play. The handoff once again is to Bartram, nearly taken down the backfield. He'll duck and weave his way out past the 10, and we're going to have uh, that hit was inbounds. Thank our lucky stars there, no additional 15. But he'll have enough for a first down. Miles Brandt came over to make sure he was out of bounds, but a nice run by Bartram, breaking a few ankle tackles, getting out to the 14-yard line to keep Northern York's drive alive. And I'm sorry, that's my fault for talking about Bartram not doing much here tonight as he rips off a gain of 10. I'll take responsibility for that, and we can all move on with our lives. Fair enough. Clearly your fault. Stops the clock with 7.35 remaining here. In the first half, handoff once again to Bartram, running off right tackle. He's going to be stood up by a handful of Eagles. Wind his way in. Miles Brandt was the first to get to him. And that momentum taking him forward. They're going to give him five. The They're going to give him the 19. They'll give him five. Yeah, so if you can hear, Mike, same play three times in a row. Just handing it off, right tackle. We'll see if Exeter is able to adjust. Second down and five inside seven minutes now. Back under center. Once again, handing off and, well, fool me once, fool me twice, fool me three times. You're not going to fool me a fourth time <laughs> running that same play. Something like that. I'm sure George W. Bush said something like that. Joey Reedy in on the Lash. tackle there. Reedy and Lash in on the stop. So a loss of one for Bartram. Call it third and six. Bartram getting a heavy dose of carries here on this drive, starting at his one-inch line. Third down and six. Once again, under center is Bonin. Bonin this time a little pitch play out to Bartram, and Bartram trying to squeeze through, and he's not going to get enough. Lucas Palange in there. Nigel Meekins. Forcing him out fourth and long, and the Polar Bears will have to punt. Yeah, just a gain of one here, and, well, you can't see it, but Mike telling us that the uh, number 68 here, <laughs> Sam Gunning, snaps one-handed. Hey, whatever works for you, because Yone in the backfield, ready to accept the punt. Schlaffer back to receive the punt. A bit of a surprise move here from head coach Matt Bauer. Punt is away, and it's a high spiral. Schlaffer going to wave for a fair catch at around his own 38-yard line, and that's where the Eagles will start with 5.55 left here in the first. He punted that. They were on their own 19-yard line and able to flip the field here to the 38. I think Not they, bad at all. I think they put Joey Schlaffer in there. It's 7-0, looking for a big play, a big game-changer. Sorry, I'm trying to do the math. His average was 43 yards a punt. 43 yards, almost on the nose. They'll mark it now at the 39, so, you know. It was a good kick. 42-yard punt. My bad. We'll let you off the hook. Exeter will start with a fresh set of downs here. Miles Brandt in the backfield alongside Richie Karstein. Karstein this time will take the pitch. He'll, 
He'll try to follow Brandt, and once again, McConnell getting beat into the backfield. Spencer Siegel making the stop. And I'm not sure if that's just a, you know, them, uh, you know, trying to pull a guard around or what the disconnect is, but that's the second time that we've seen McConnell get beat into the backfield. We'll see if Exeter doesn't make an adjustment there. Maybe put an extra tight end on that side as far as just to give a chip or something along those lines. Rotelli will move Karstein directly behind him. Fake the handoff. Roll out to his right. Pocket collapsing. Still rolling. Rolling, rolling. He'll throw it up and into the Polar Bear bench. Austin Miller giving chase to him. And the closest to the, uh, to the miss. Wyatt Hazen on the back side chasing him down. One of those as a D-line. He literally started three-quarters of the field on the right, chasing him all the way over to the sideline. Trying to say that he might be winded. Well, the, the hands are on the hips right now, <laughs> so I'll let that speak for itself. Third down and 11. Clock is stopped with 5.09. Mike Boyer saying that they're going to run screen here, and we'll see if Nostradamus over here is correct. Pashley in motion across the formation. They fake the little pop pass. Rotelli chucking it deep, and he has him. Who else but Joey Schlaffer running three defensive backs around him, but none within a few yards of him. Somehow finds a pocket. Austin Miller will make this stop, but not until they flip the field in the opposite direction. How about that? One of those, Joey Schlaffer just running to the far side, starting on the left, cutting across the field. Mason Ritelli a little short on the throw, but Joey Schlaffer makes the adjustment, gets the catch, and they're deep into polar bear territory. The fifth complete, completion for Mason Rotelli is five for seven for 87 yards, and all five of those passes going to one man, and that would be the Penn State commit, Joey Schlaffer. Quick score, Kakalico seven, Solanco Woo. nothing, 7-12 in the second. Hand off to Rotelli. Rotelli has to slam on the brakes. And once, ag and once again, McConnell getting beat into the backfield as Hazen beating him one-on-one. -on -one. A loss of two on the play. It'll bring up second and 12. We got some angry parents here, too. I don't know who that is. They're passionate. They're that, passionate. That's what we can say. They're passionate. Under four minutes to go here in the second. Second and 11 or 12, give or take. Rotelli in the gun. This time a little bit quicker. Oh, yeah. Can't get past me if we're already past you, I guess. And hand off to Rotelli. Gunning will make the stop, but a nice play there. And a gain of about seven. Running on the right side, Kyle Lash, Anthony Cachese, the center, Matthew McConnell, blowing a hole open for him. The 14th touch of the game for Karstein, up to 47 yards or so on the ground. They get third down and five. Sexeter, if they play their cards right, could be the last drive of the first half. This time, once again, speeding things up, getting it to Karstein, and he's going to be short on the play as Bartram comes up from his linebacking position to make the tackle. And he gains about two on the play. A fourth and three call. 
maybe a, a long two, short three. And Matt Bauer's going to have to make a decision here. You could kick a field goal. It'd be about a 32-yard attempt. I would say that's within skipper's range, but you have a slick turf, and I think Bauer's just going to let the clock wind down to virtually nil as, well, Exeter has about uh, four players out on the field right now. And now you get your timeout. <laughs> we'll take a timeout as well. Just running down that clock. 2.23 left by the time the timeout was taken. 7-0 Exeter, fourth down and two. We'll see what head coach Matt Bauer decides to do here when we return on the Exeter Sports Network. Birdie's Inn is your entertainment spot in Exeter. Birdie's has open mic night, dancing to the oldies night, Monday and Thursday wing nights, and musical acts playing two times a week. And with the NFL Sunday ticket and 22 TVs, there's no chance you're going to miss a single game. Sports, music, great food and drinks. What more do you need? Birdie's reminds you to always have fun and be kind. The new Birdie's Inn, 160 Old Friedensburg Road. There's always something new at the Old Inn. This is the Exeter Sports Network. Back here, 7-0 Exeter. As they're looking to wind this clock down, and it looks like they will throw the offense back out onto the field. Schlaffer lined up wide to the right, Pashley to the left. Just one man in the backfield, big heavy formation. Rotelli trying to draw him offside. Ends up fumbling the football, dives forward, and I'm not sure if he has it. Exeter saying yes. And Nobody he, from the polar bear saying no. And if he does, talk about fortuitous. Wow. The ball bounces forward, and it's enough to recover and pick up the first down. Man, that's a big play and a lucky play at that. Not exactly what uh, – it's not a fumble ruski or <laughs> not Statue of Liberty. Or, that's right. uh, that was not by design. That was Rotelli putting the ball on the turf, having it bounce back up to him and – Rumbles forward for six feet. Wow. It'll bring up first down and ten. How about that? Hand off to Karstein. Going off the left-hand side. And he'll have to slam on the brakes around the five. Kyle Lamb in on the stop from his secondary spot. They'll stop the clock with 152 remaining as Karstein his 20th touch. Now up to 56 on the ground. Once again, big heavy formation. You got all of your tight ends out there. You have Miles Brandt in. You have Richie Karstein in. And Rotelli in the gun. And you're going to run behind Ryan McConnell, Lucas Polange on the left side. This time Rotelli keeping it himself. Karstein is a lead blocker. And I think that he was out of bounds, and they did see it correctly. As his foot slipped out around the two-yard line, it's a gain of four. And that was enough for a first down. Could have gotten the first down without getting in. So it will be a first down. So first down and goal from the two. Minute 46 left. And again, no frills here. This will be power. You'll put Miles Brandt in there as the lead blocker. 
in the fullback roll on the left side. I bet this yeah, is going no. to the left. Well, they will load up on that left-hand side. This time Rotelli getting behind his big offensive line. And they're still not signaling him in. And I thought that he had it. And they'll say that he's down short. Which I'm sure if you're Matt Bauer, you will accept because it will wind the clock inside of one minute and basically put you where the Polar Bears started their last drive. Right on the doorstep of the Northern York end zone. They'll let this clock wind all the way down. Maybe even called, well, probably not called timeout. They'll run it. There's only, there's 15 on the play clock right now. 15. Exeter just huddling up. 10 on the clock. They're in formation. Rotelli takes the snap, bobbles that one, has to try to stretch into the end zone, and he does. How about that? A few. Two straight fumbles, basically, off the hands of Rotelli. Converts the fourth down and now converts second and goal. Able to punch it in for Exeter's second score of the game. It's 13-0. When the bounces are going your that? way, they are going your way. And like you said, two inside the red zone. And Exeter's lucky enough for that second one that he corrals it and punches it into the end zone. How about that? Skipper will line up, looking to swing his right leg through with 54. 2.4 seconds left, and that one's on its way. And through to Ole. 14-0 Exeter with under a minute to play here. Where are we going, Jerry? Well, if he can get music up, we're going to timeout. We're going to take a break. We found it. Let's go. 14-0 when we return here on the Exeter Sports Network. Musso's Restaurant is Exeter's family-friendly, casual dining spot. Everything from full Italian dinners to sandwiches and more can be had at Musso's. Tuesday is pizza night, Wednesday is spaghetti night, and Thursday is sandwich night. Dine-in or take-out. A great place to watch college games on Saturday afternoon, the Philadelphia Eagles on Sunday, and you can listen to the Exeter Eagles every Friday night on the Exeter Sports Network at Musso's. Family-owned, great food, and great people. Musso's Restaurant, 4212 St. Lawrence Avenue in Exeter. 14 nothing Exeter, 52 seconds left here in the first. Skipper, oh my gosh, this might come back to Exeter, and it almost did. But now it's going to give Northern York fantastic field position. Skipper's pooch kick there ends up slamming into a Northern York player and bounces back 10 yards. It looks like it hit off of Jake Kazakavich. That's, this According is this. to Mike, and they're going to get it on their on the Exeter 41-yard line with 48 seconds left. What a wild game this has been. This is the second week in a row where Matthew Skipper wow. has basically lined a pooch <laughs> off of the opposing player. First time around, they recovered it, but this one, give the Northern York player credit because he just kept going after it, yeah. chased it down, and beat two Eagles to it. I mean, the Eagles had position, I guess, to get it, but you're running you're in running one direction. It. Yeah. <laughs> you have to slam on the brakes. So they're going to roll out here to the left and take it down immediately. Joey Schlaffer coming off his defensive end spot, making the tackle behind the line. 
And Northern York has the decision here to make. They're letting the clock run. That that's they have be... all their timeouts, and now finally they take one. If you're the QB, after letting ten seconds slip off, and you look to the left, and here comes Joey Schlaffer. <laughs> it, <laughs> Not it was, a whole lot you're going to do. Honestly, it was coming off both ends. You had Schlaffer on the right end. You had Reedy flushing him out to the left end. There were no good options left uh, for Timmy Bonin, and he just had to accept the consequences of uh, six foot six Joey Schlaffer coming after you. A loss of five. The timeout stops the clock here with exactly 30 seconds remaining. This is one of those you just took a five-yard loss. Do you want to just take your losses and go into you know what? the locker room at 14? No. What, well, what else could they <laughs> because, do, though? I don't look know. At, hey, hey. You're, you're, like Mike's saying, you're on the plus side of the field. You have a chance here with 30 seconds. Now, that was not ideal to lose five yards, but you have all of your timeouts. Why not? Going to run the football here to Bartram, running off the left-hand side. Is he going to get out of bounds? And I think he will. Ready? He's stay in bounds. And now they'll stop the clock. And they got back to the line of scrimmage at least. And a gain of looks like six. So again, interesting. Looks like he got out of bounds then. 22 seconds left here. You got to throw the football. It's third down and nine. This time they'll throw it off and they'll throw it short. And diving down to get it is Kyle Lamb. And now they'll have to take another timeout. Now with 15.1 seconds left. I guess if they get close enough, we'll see how strong Yon's leg is. I mean, I think that could be what they're going for here. It's a six-yard gain. Lamb's second catch of the day for 21 yards. As Bonin now... Four of seven for 28 yards and an INT. Four down, fourth down and three. And I think the Polar Bears just looking to get some points here on the board, and I don't necessarily agree with how they're trying to do it. But Which, if they do get some points, consider it a huge victory for them, especially with the way that kick ended up. Bonin steps back. That one through the arms and picked off. Miles Brandt, his second pick of the day. This one a little bit more difficult than the first, but again, right through the hands of Lamb, just like the last one. Except this time, Miles Brandt picks it out of the air. Second pick, and I think that Exeter is content to just kneel this one down and get the heck in the locker room up by two scores. Yeah, he tried to throw a quick, quick ball to the flat, but Miles Brandt was all over him, didn't come up with it cleanly. And there's the tip drill. Miles Brandt with the INT. And Exeter will take the knee to run the clock out. They will. Almost a victory formation here as Rotelli says, yeah, we'll take the 14-0 lead going into the half. Sitting pretty will kick it away to start the second half, but why not? Two-score lead here for Exeter at the break. It's not a 35-0 like last week, but they'll accept this. 15 minutes on the board. We'll be back a little bit sooner than that to talk about the first half and more to come. And we'll take a look around the District 3 playoff picture. We'll be very interested in the Solanco and Calico games also taking place right now in southern Lancaster County. But 14-0 Exeter. We'll be back in just a bit. Enjoy the music here on the Exeter Sports Network. 
State Health St. Joseph is here for all of your health and wellness needs. Whether it's our primary care and specialists throughout the region seeing you soon, our urgent care centers in Muhlenberg, Maiden Creek, and Straustown seeing you quickly, our emergency room in Burn Township seeing you now, 
or our on-demand app and walk-in lab, mammography, and imaging services seeing you anytime. We're ready when you need us to get you back to the health you need to live the way you want. Visit PennStateHealth.org to learn more. Selling or buying a house? Call Mikey LeBron of eXp Realty. Mikey is a full-service realtor dealing in residential, business, and investment realty services. Whether it is local, statewide, national, or even international, Mikey can fulfill your real estate needs. Service to his customers is his prime focus, and that has put Mikey in the top 15% of all real estate agents in the nation. Contact Mikey LeBron at 484-772-5106 or on the web at myagentmikey.com. Oli Valley Feed is the area's best place for pet food, supplies, and so much more. Featuring all of the prime brands and your pet's favorite food, they also have a customer loyalty program that can pay you back in free pet food on many products, plus chew toys, grooming supplies, and snacks. Oli Valley Feed carries a full line of bird food and suet, as well as coal and wood pellets to keep you warm this winter, which are available for delivery. All this in unmatched customer service. That's Oli Valley Feed, 143 Cleaver Road in Oli. On the web at Oli Valley Feed. And on Facebook. Musso's Restaurant is Exeter's family-friendly, casual dining spot. Everything from full Italian dinners to sandwiches and more can be had at Musso's. Tuesday is pizza night, Wednesday is spaghetti night, and Thursday is sandwich night. Dine-in or take-out. A great place to watch college games on Saturday afternoon, the Philadelphia Eagles on Sunday, and you can listen to the Exeter Eagles every Friday night on the Exeter Sports Network at Musso's. Family-owned, great food, and great people. Musso's Restaurant, 4212 St. Lawrence Avenue in Exeter. You're listening to Exeter Eagles Football with Ryan and Darren on the Exeter Sports Network. We are back at Exeter, a 14-0 Eagles halftime lead. Ryan cleaning up here for halftime. Listen, Jerry brings fried chicken in and trying to scarf one down during halftime. Good luck. All right, so Ryan, I'll pass it off to you. <laughs> now, man, what a uh, what an interesting first half. Some long meandering drives uh, for really both sides because you know they've uh, mostly held Northern York in check for the for the better part of the evening. They really haven't let Bartram get a full head of steam. Go- excuse me, a full head of steam going. He's like eight carries for twenty six yards. Uh, Bonin's been picked off twice by the same person, trying to throw to the same wide receiver. <laughs> and had with, to go through his, same, hands through his hands twice. hands, same result. <laughs> um, you know, so we've seen that they can't throw the ball down the field, which really tightens up Exeter's defense, right? They can really hone in on trying to just stop the run and stop Bartram, and it really limits what the Polar Bears are able to do here in the second half because you're down by 14. You're going to have to figure out a way to, A, stop Exeter, Stop their offense, which they haven't found a way to quite do yet. They've done so on a – they've come close, but they haven't quite uh, solved the riddle quite yet. Um, but you're going to have to be able to throw the football a little bit further down the field. They've run an awful lot of hitch routes. You keep waiting for the next step that they're going to do a little hitch and go, that Exeter's going to be sitting so much on that hitch route that they're finally just going to say, all right, we're off to the races here and try to catch, you know, Hollis or Meekins, you know, nipping, trying to get their INT. Uh, but so far, that has not happened. It's interesting that the Polar Bears have not gone in that direction yet. 
Um, but we may see it here in the second half as they need to get something going on the offensive end. Yeah, we pretty much knew that they were going to have to throw the ball even though essentially they've had challenges all year long. Last week against New Oxford, Bartram had 27 carries, 140 yards, and the TD. And as we mentioned, they only put the ball in the air seven times, completing three of them for four yards. If you're having that kind of game and then you come up against a team like Exeter where you better be two-dimensional because, or even three-dimensional as far as special teams because if they make you one-dimensional, your odds of winning that game have diminished incredibly. We've seen Exeter do it so many times that they're able to stop the, the run. Uh, like I think, and this is almost a very poor example because that Lebanon game was hot garbage. We would but go back to the <laughs> Lebanon game and say, and, and we would always preface it with that. It was a matter of, it was, hot, it was Lebanon. It was hot garbage, yeah. as they would say in Boston. <laughs> uh, but no, you go back to that game and you're thinking, okay, Lebanon had come in throwing the football the, the week before. You're thinking, okay, we've seen Exeter maybe have some challenges in the secondary. You, Lebanon's going to get out there and, and be able to take advantage and maybe throw a little surprise in there. And they just weren't able to because they couldn't run the football. And everything that they were throwing was super short patterns, either screen plays or short hitch routes. Or uh, And we've seen so many teams come in. Remember Warwick coming in, that that was all that they decided to throw against right. this defense. Right. And the closest that we've come to see a team try to really dominate them through the air was Hempfield. Mm -hmm. And Hempfield basically abandoned the run, which we'll see if Northern York goes in that direction. Uh, clearly, they did not see the uh, the game film from uh, from that week, but uh, they're going to have to do something to get back in this game. But if you're Exeter, hey man, you keep keep on keeping on. You're not getting your best stuff uh, this week. You're playing a tougher opponent that has come to play on the defensive end largely. You're talking Karstein running 20 times for 56 yards. Rotelli's run nine times for 26. They're not doing an awful lot on the ground, right? But they're just doing enough. And Schlaffer has absolutely picked it up. You know, he has all five catches from Rotelli for 87 yards. All of Rotelli's passing yards have gone to one man. And uh, not, not a bad guy to go to, huh? <laughs> well, you know, six foot six. He's a big target. Why not? Um, but, I mean, Exeter's not doing anything spectacular here. They're just getting enough to move the chains. They're not breaking off big chunks of yards. Karstein, his longest run of the day. Uh, was his first. <laughs> if I'm looking back at my my stat sheet here, he had a run for seven yards to start. He's had two other runs for seven yards, but a lot of them have been one yard, one yard, three yards. You know, they really tighten things up here on Karstein. He has the one touchdown, but Rotelli's kind of the same way. Their longest run of the entire day is seven yards. And Exeter has been satisfied, like you said, controlling that offense. It, it hasn't been the quick strike that we've seen in prior games, but a matter of the, the comfortability with, you know what, we're going to run Richie Karstein. He is going to get the yards. Now, I'm sure they're probably a little surprised that he only has that at the half, but at the same time, controlling the clock, you take a look at Northern York's offensive set. The defense has come to play, you know, three and outs, penalties, killing their drives. So the defense is playing as advertised. And, yeah, you go into halftime if you're Northern York and it's, okay, yeah, we can try Bartram, but we know what we're going to get. What are the odds that we can push this ball down the field in some capacity? 
Yeah, I mean, I, I'm just staring at the stat sheet. They've completed four passes. Longest one was for 15 yards. If that was the one right down here, right in front of us, that Lamb kind of sat in the zone, found a, you know, picked his spot, and Bonin was able to roll out to the left-hand side as a lefty quarterback. Much easier throw for him to make. Mm -hmm. uh, as the past couple of times that we've seen him try to roll uh, to his opposite side, he's not had great success. But he found Lamb for 15. The other pass plays have gone for two, five, and six yards. So you're going to have to throw the ball with some kind of consistency against Exeter here in the second half because if Exeter gets Rotelli and Karstein going just even a little bit more than they have in the first half, they're going to dominate the clock. And before you know it, you're going to look over there and the clock's going to be run out. And Northern New York is still sitting here twiddling their thumbs trying to run Bartram all the live long day so 14 nothing very readily obviously it's not could be 21 could even be 28 nothing just as far as the one drive that exeter had deep right around the 20 they gave it up on downs so at that point even with that drive controlling the clock taking probably four or five minutes off and then giving the ball over and saying okay go ahead and try and score and, and not having that worry a quick score for you, Cocalico 7, Solanco nothing at the half. Whew. So apparently the Eagles stopped the Golden Mules twice on fourth and short, holding them to three wow. first half first downs. We could have Eagles versus Eagles next week right here again. at Exeter. Again. Again. Could be right here. I mean, obviously you're rooting for Cocalico, but also I'm kind of not rooting for Cocalico at the same time. I mean, I, we were texting back and forth th throughout the week, and you know I'm taking a look at Cacalico's record, and you see, oh, they have four losses, and you're like, they must not be that great of a team. They needed to sneak into the district playoffs by beating uh, Conrad Weiser in the final week. They nabbed that 12 seed to squeak their way in, and what have they done but go on the road? They beat up on E-Town. Uh, last week they won again on the road, and now they're doing it. Going a little bit further down the road in Lancaster County, going from Denver down to southern Lancaster County, and, you know, here they are, uh, uh, conceivably 30 minutes away from coming here to Reading, trying to finish off what has been a fantastic run as the last team in. And knowing what Exeter went through last year, oh, you yeah. hear those details for a team like Cocalico, and it's... You know, you get hot at the right time. Hey, it's the Phillies in the World have. Series. You get hot at the right time. You push through these opponents as they are. And we'll, of course, I'm, I'm not that familiar. Maybe you are as far as their offensive set. But if they have something where they can find a weakness uh, somewhere in the Exeter defense that they could put a few points up on the board and try to do their own clock control, mm -hmm. who knows what could happen. Well, taking a look at their record, like I said, they have four losses as uh, we look at Mc Bishop McDevitt beating up on Twin Valley 34-3. Uh, you take a look at their record, 5-0 and at home, 3-4 and on the road. You're thinking, all right, they're not a good road team, right? Take a look at who they lost to. They lost to 11-0 Solanco, 21-7. They lost to 10-1 Mannheim Central, whose only loss came, wait a second, I know this answer came to the Exeter Eagles. They lost to them 35-19. They lost to a 9-2 Lampeter-Strasburg team who were no pushovers, 23-14. And then they lost to Y missing, as everybody has this year. Uh, Y.O. at 11-0. They lost there 38-7. But 
Their four losses are to teams on the road with a combined 41-3 and record. The four teams that they've played and lost to have they have three losses. Meanwhile, Cacalco with four. I mean, it's when you look at the such numbers. Such a weird, a weird thing. They haven't been able to beat anybody with a winning record the entire season until they got to the playoffs. Right. And they've won two straight road games against winning teams. And like I said, half an hour away from, and we're about half an hour away as well from meeting here next week. Same time, you know, same bat channel, same bat time. And speaking of bat time, Jerry, Jerry wants some. Jerry wants some bat time. <laughs> Do we well, have Enjoy you, the Def Leppard as Exeter gets ready to burst through yet another piece of paper on their way out here to chant in a circle and stretch for the second half. So when we return, I'll throw it back to Darren at 14-0 Exeter. When we're back for the second half kickoff here on the Exeter Sports Network. The new Birdies Inn is your entertainment spot in Exeter. Birdies has open mic night, dancing to the oldies night, Monday and Thursday wing nights, and musical acts playing two times a week. And with the NFL Sunday ticket and 22 TVs, there's no chance you're going to miss a single game. Sports, music, great food and drinks. What more do you need? Birdies reminds you to always have fun and be kind. The new Birdies Inn, 160 Old Friedensburg Road. There's always something new at the Old Inn. Hurt playing sports? Count on Penn State Health Sports Medicine to help you get back to doing what you love. Weekend warriors and pro athletes get complete care from our skilled sports medicine providers. They'll help you avoid future injuries with a treatment and recovery plan tailored to you. Same day and next day appointments available. Call Penn State Health Sports Medicine at 610-378-2255. That's 610-378-2255. Musso's Restaurant is Exeter's family-friendly, casual dining spot. Everything from full Italian dinners to sandwiches and more can be had at Musso's. Tuesday is pizza night, Wednesday is spaghetti night, and Thursday is sandwich night. Dine-in or take-out. A great place to watch college games on Saturday afternoon, the Philadelphia Eagles on Sunday, and you can listen to the Exeter Eagles every Friday night on the Exeter Sports Network at Musso's. Family-owned, great food, and great people. Musso's Restaurant, 4212 St. Lawrence Avenue in Exeter. This is the Exeter Sports Network. We are back at Exeter. Matthew Skipper getting the ball to put it on the tee at the 40. Clock winding down. They'll put 12 minutes up on the board. Belluccio back to receive the kick. Maybe if Skipper doesn't doink it off a of polar bear first. Alex Williams back there as well, at least though he came to the near side, so you're right. And McClintock. You can say him. <laughs> <laughs> I was practicing It sounds that. just like it's spelled. I, I know, but hey, you know what? It's like Line A Weaver. Everybody it sounds has. just like it's spelled. Line A Weaver. Everybody has that word, okay? I don't care what it is. Everybody has that word. And then I realized this week that Jerry had my last name spelled wrong in his phone this entire time and then tried to <laughs> gaslight me into thinking that he didn't have it spelled wrong. Right. I don't know what you're talking about. It was right. <laughs> that's right. And I showed you that it was right. When we did basketball the first year, that's what I realized for 12 years I was saying Jerry's last name wrong. Here's Jerry Matthew Gillen. Skipper with the kickoff. It comes to the near side. Alex the Williams. Williams has it. 
He's at the 25, taken down and drilled. So they'll give him the 26 yard line. And that's where Northern York will take over, first and 10. Kyle Lash in there, Pascal coming in late. Well done there, just wrapping him up before he can get any further. They'll end up starting at the 26. The Polar Bears come out in their huddle. Exeter waiting for them. They break it. They'll go into a power set. No receivers. Eye behind Bonin, who's under center. There's the snap. It's a handoff to Bartram, trying to run off the left side. Absolutely nothing there. Maybe give him a yard, if anything. It'll be second and long. Yeah, nothing there. Just running into a big pile. Miles Brandt meeting him. Just a gain of one. They're still going back to. Oh, and that's interesting. Still going back to Bartram. Now well, Bartram maybe comes not out of because the game. He is, yeah, he's limping after that play. He's not going right to the tent or the trainer. He's just going right next to uh, to his head coach. So this is a quarterback keeper for Bonin. He gets to the 30-yard line. It's a gain of about three. It'll bring up third and six. And Lucas, I wouldn't want to run on this defense either. Polange making the stop. Just a gain of three for Bonin. His fourth carry of the day. Lucas Polange, 6'1", 236. Yeah, I wouldn't want to run against that either. <laughs> so Bonin comes out in the gun. Back to his left. Two receivers right, two left. He's flushed out of the pocket. Throws it up, getting chased. Nothing there. Going for Yone on the far side at the 35. It's too high. Incomplete, and they'll have to punt it away. It was flushed out there by Lash and then Reiking in, helping to knock it away. As, yeah, you're right. Yone was able to get a fingertip on it. But that one right by the sideline, and nothing doing there. Makes it fourth and six. So a minute 15 on the possession, and they're punting it away. Probably not the offensive uh, possession that they thought of coming out of the locker room. Probably not. Yon will be punting it before he can. A flag is thrown. He's going to punt it anyway. Why not? <laughs> nice warm-up punt. We'll see what this is. If it's against Exeter, it'll move it within, uh, hey, let's think about going for it territory. But it's a but procedure. It is not. <laughs> That's right. Procedure <laughs> against the Polar Bears. It'll take them back five. Now it's in, yeah, we're definitely punting territory on 4th and 11. <laughs> if you were thinking otherwise. Like I said, 4th and 1, you're behind. Yeah, all right, maybe. Yeah, yeah not in this case. So Yon waiting for the punt around his own 12. Pashley at his own 35. Here's the kick. It's a low-line drive. The up guy, Meekins almost grabbed it. He lets it go. And ultimately down by the Polar Bears at the Eagle 45, and that's where they'll take over first and 10. Whew. Meekins had to get out of the way of that hot potato. His gunning ends up picking it up and nearly thought about breaking loose for 45 yards to the end zone there. He definitely thought about it and then <laughs> thought otherwise when it was a little bit to his right and a knuckleball. So the ball marked on the... Eagles 45-yard line. We're at 10 and a half minutes to go here in the third. Exeter comes off the sideline. Ritelli will be in the gun, taking a look to the sideline for the play. Joey Schlaffer <laughs> wide out on the near side. They're waiting for Miles Brandt to come into the picture. He, he was runs. just uh, Thurman Thomas finding his helmet. No I, I, apparently. 
He's on the right side sidecar. Karstein has the handoff running right. He'll get across the 45, but not much more than that. Maybe a yard. Call it second and nine. Miller in on the stop for the Polar Bears. Yeah, he gets maybe half a yard. They'll uh, give him a generous one yard there to get him up to the 46. But, yeah, nothing uh, nothing doing there for Karstein. A lot less running room than he had last week going for over 200. As he's just past the 50-yard uh, the mark here tonight. Ritelli in the gun, offset eye. There's the snap. It's Karstein running left on his sweep. He's got the 45. He'll get the 49. They'll give him the 50-yard line. It's a five-yard run. It'll bring up third and five. Gunning again on the stop, one of the Polar Bear captains. As, yeah, Miles Brandt nearly had it sealed off here on the far left sideline, and his defender just breaking free at the last moment and stopping Karstein, who had... Some other uh, polar bears breathing down his neck. Really weird thing to say, by the way. It is. It is. Well, of course, <laughs> when we first found out it was polar bears, and of course, before we start oh, yeah. the game, it's snowing. Everybody's going to make the if same that's the joke. Omen. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Everybody's going to have the same thing written in their newspaper articles next. Uh, you know, in the next 12 hours. Ritelli in the gun. Karstein sidecar right. Here is a fake sweep. He's rolling right. Throws it right. Flag he down. hits Zach Zandier who gets yeah. across the 45. I think this one's coming back. There's a flag on the field. I heard it's everybody else you know, say it before I saw it. Yeah, I have to imagine it's coming back. So we'll wait to see. They're going to well, hey. walk it off. It's a spot foul, so apparently we'll see where this happens. Well, it's nice to think illegal shift on Exeter. Well, then they will bring it back, and the penalty will make it third and ten. Well, it's nice to think about that first down. Those are the ones that will give head coaches gray hairs. Well, this entire drive has not started off well as Miles Brandt needing to uh, sprint onto the field after they were a man short. And this is one of those possessions where you're just looking to take a lot of time off the clock, methodically drive down the field, but like you said, Ritelli in the gun. He's back firing. Under throws on the far right side. It's yep. incomplete. Making sure Jerry's equipment doesn't go totally bonkers. Needless to say, fourth and ten. Well, things just got louder for me, so that's, they, that's they a nice did, change of pace. They did. I'm going to turn us down a little. I don't that's know if fine. it's going to matter or not. Jerry will listen to the replay and say, oh, your modulation changed. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's because you tried to karate kick everything. So Nathan Jerry Pashley, will hear this when he gets back into the press box. That's right. He kicks it away. It's on the far side of the field. Hits around the 30, just inside the 30. Yeah. Let's see where they ultimately put it. Thumbs Looks up. like the 27-yard line, and that's where... Northern York will take over first and yeah, 10. That one looked like the big old St. Louis arch on that one. <laughs> that one went sky high and then came back down. And surprising, it kind of looked like it stayed in bounds after the bounce. It must have uh, bounced out of, uh, out of bounds. 8.32 on the clock here in the third. Northern York breaks the huddle. Bonin will be under center. He gets the play late. Play clock hasn't even started yet, so they got time. 
Fake handoff. He's rolling right. He throws right wow. and incomplete. And Joven nearly. Hollis comes up and nearly takes Glenn Sadler's head off with a pass. And Pashley nearly picking that one off as he skies it. Yeah, I mean, it, this is kind of baffling having your left-handed quarterback run out to yeah, his right. Yeah, I, I never understood that. He, roll it to his strength. He's not a good passer to begin with. I mean, he's completed 55% of his passes, nine touchdowns to three interceptions. But he hasn't thrown that much. So he's under center. Here's the handoff to Bartram running right. He's got a little bit of a hole. He hits it. Gets out to the 35. That's where he stopped. It'll be a gain of eight and Hollis a third and, and two. Yeah, Hollis, Hollis and Pashley in on the stop. A tough running there. Like I said, we... Uh, we miss Bartram for a little bit. He's back onto the field and running hard, is able to pick up eight yards there. They actually give him the 36. It looks more like a third and one, so a nine-yard run for Bartram. Northern New York breaks the huddle. Bonin will be under center. He's got the eye behind him. It's just going right back to Bartram. Bartram, the deep man, tries to oh, give wow. it. Looked like it was Never a fake mind. handoff to the up man. He tried a quarterback sneak. There's nothing there. Joey Reedy pushing him back among yeah. everybody else. It was a fake dive to the fullback, and they end up losing a yard. An absolutely bananas play call. <laughs> Tried to give it to Glenn Sadler, the up back. Dude, just give it to Sadler then. <laughs> you got like, wh what are you doing? It's third down and one. Trip and fall forward, you get three feet. You get one yard. And instead you do a little trickery, you end up losing yard. And I suppose that's I why am. we're in the booth. They are in fake territory here. So don't be terribly shocked. So Yon gets it away from his own 25. Well, they'll play field position. Ashley back. It bounces inside the 30 to about the 26-yard line, and that's where Exeter will take over first and 10. 6.41 to go here in the third. About a 39-yard punt there. That kind of, kind of shocked maybe just a little bit that they didn't decide to go for it on fourth down and two on your own 35 or elect a fake punt there. You know, you're in a decent field position to try something like that and opting you're, just to try to play field position here with uh, 21 minutes left in this game. And you're still down only 14. Yeah. All right, so it I, I, would that must be that their thinking. would go for it, yeah, as far as just the field position. So first and 10 Exeter, here's a handoff to Karstein running up the middle. He's got some room. He'll get the 30, give him four yards. It'll be second and six. Bartram in on the stop, and McClintock, I'll say that for you, Thanks. touching him down. I appreciate it. <laughs> After he gets five yards. Yeah, I mean, it's still a close game, and close enough that they're like, all right, yeah, maybe we'll play the field position game, do well, get better field position on our next try. But, you know, at some point, you just got to, you know, pull back and, and let it go. Ritelli in the gun, hands it off to Karstein, who's running left. He's able to bounce it left. He's got the 40, the 45. He gets run out of bounds. They'll give him the 47-yard line, a 17-yard run for Richie Karstein on a first down. The longest rushing play of the evening here for Exeter and comes at a fantastic time. So you start 
winding down this clock a little bit. Stops at 6.01. Officially a 16-yard run. They moved it back to the 30, excuse me, the 46-yard line. First and 10. Ritelli in the gun. Unbalanced left, according to Mike. Karstein on the right. Here's the handoff going off to the right. Bounces it right, still on his feet, gets tripped up. Here's your turn again. <laughs> there you go. McClintock on the stop. I've remembered his number. Gain of five. <laughs> Darren, great John Wayne movie. McClintock, remember? Oh, yeah, I remember that one. One, one of my favorites. So have <laughs> a five-yard run. Who's John Wayne? By Richie Karstein. The Eagles are into polar bear territory at the 49. 5.25 to go here in the third. Exeter breaks the huddle. Ritelli will be in the gun. Karstein to his right. Single receivers right and left. Here's the snap. It's a fake handoff. Ritelli trying to run right. Breaks a tackle. He's got the 45. He'll got get first the down. first down. Take him down to the 43-yard line. A six-yard run for Mason Ritelli and an Eagles first down. Miller in on the stop, but... That was a good job sealing off the edge there by Palange. Nearly got away with a bit of a hold. Yeah. And, uh, well, they didn't throw the flag, so it's not a hold. That's <laughs> right. It's only a flag <laughs> if they see it. But that's, uh, you know, Palange will say good job sealing off the edge there, allowing Rotelli to scamper forward. Rotelli fumbles the snap, rolls to his right, quick fires it out of bounds. He's out of the pocket. Out of the pocket and past the line of scrimmage. That's right. So second down on the incompletion. That one didn't start well from the beginning. The snap was high, which unfortunately has plagued Exeter from time to time. And it's doing it again here, rearing its ugly head. The ball at the Polar Bears 43, second and 10, 447. The clock stopped with the incomplete pass. Ritelli will be in the gun. Karstein will be behind him. Car uh, Ritelli directing him. Single receivers left and right. There's the snap. Ritelli's rolling left. He's looking, squares the shoulders, looking for Zach Zandier on the left side. It's too high, incomplete. It'll bring up third down. It was covered by Austin Miller, and Miller is one of the few people that Exeter will go up against that actually has the size to match up against some of these tight ends, a 6-3 defensive back. And just a sophomore here for Northern York as well. So two straight incompletions. Here's a score for you. Cocalico wow. 13, Solanco nothing. 6.37 left in the third. A 12-yard touchdown run. Sam Steffi at the PAT's blocked, but 13 nothing. Who'd have thunk it? Third and 10, Ritelli in the gun. He takes the snap drop straight back. He's looking. It's a screen over the middle to Karstein. He's got the 40, a and flag we're gonna flies. Get some, yeah, we're going to get some extra yardage out of this as a roughing the passer coming up. Justin Billman in on the tackle. Oh, yeah, there you go. So a Roughing the passer. A screen to Karstein, and it almost looked like the roughing the passer was unnecessary. The ball was out of his hands. They had a couple steps getting to him. But just like the Philadelphia Eagles in the Tyler, uh, the Taylor, I don't want to Tyler, Taylor Heineke situation, uh, they knock him over, and they're going to get the personal foul. 
I mean, he's rolling back, rolling back, rolling back, and he's already on the other side of the field. He's on the Exeter side of the field by the time that they knock him over, and, yeah, just completely unnecessary and tacking on 15 yards. So add the completion to Richie Karstein and then the 15, and the ball is down to the Polar Bears' 22-yard line. Ritelli in the gun, drops straight back, throws it to the right-hand side. It's completed, as I'm going to say. Zandier, maybe? There you go. Zandier. Zach Zandier sliding out of bounds around the 20-yard line. So it's a short two-yard gain. Call it second and eight. Looks like they gave him three on the play. So second and seven. Rotelli now his 10th pass attempt. Going up against 34 rushing attempts. A well-balanced offense here from Exeter tonight. Second and seven, ball marked at the 15-yard line. Here's the snap. Rotelli back, he's looking, looking, throws it over the middle, goes for Joey Schlaffer. It's incomplete. Right around the goal line. Schlaffer going one-on-one -on, -one on a little post play there up against Yon, and not led on that throw. Maybe if you lead him a bit, he has a chance at that one. Instead, thrown a bit behind, he has to stop his route to try to jump for it. Not a great pass by Rotelli that time, but and, and if you're gonna use, a harmless one. If you're going to use Joey's size, get it up high, and like you said, lead him a little bit. If he's got to go after it, make sure he's the only one that can get it. I don't think you have to worry about that with him at six foot six. <laughs> well, you're right, but it makes it easier. Ritelli in the gun, Karstein sidecar left. Schlopper. Joey Schlopper comes back in the backfield. He's taking the pitch. And a flag thrown and might be another illegal shift here. Probably. And they'll call a false start, false start. against Exeter. It'll take him back five and bring up third and long. Well. Scratch that play from your uh, playbook, I guess. <laughs> At least for now. Good time for it, but yeah. We're inside of three and yeah. a half to go here in the third. Why not? You're in field goal range. You could try to punch one in. Third down and seven. Yeah, why not? You put it in your best player's hands. You tried throwing it a handful of times. Well, let's try getting it into his hands another way. I mean, why not? Wasn't a bad play call, just unfortunate. A little movement beforehand. Ritelli in the gun. Gives it to Karstein, running off the right side. He's got some room, still on his feet. Fighting to get to the 10-yard line. He very well could have picked up a first down. It was third and 12 from the 23. Let's see where they spot it. It's going to be close. And he's saying first down. Give it to him. Great run, Richie Karstein. How about that? Some power at the end. Bulling his way, willing his way to the first down. Karstein closing in on 100 yards here this evening. Now up to 25 carries, 95 yards, one score to his credit. They will yank out Miles Brant, and well, don't be surprised. He threw five touchdowns last week. Let's see what you got here. First and goal, ball on the 10. Ritelli takes the... Takes the ball, gives it to Karstein, flag battling thrown. inside the five. A flag comes in. Yeah, this one will come back. 
if there was anything to be concerned about, and, and not saying that we have to be at this stage of the game, but a few games ago, 11 penalties, 87 yards sure. for Exeter. They cleaned up last week four for 35, but still these types of penalties when you're playing those better teams, they're going to come back to bite you. And unfortunately, it's grabbing them right now. Well, thankfully, this one not a drive killer considering that was first down. Still within the red zone here. So I almost thought that they were going to uh, consider throwing uh, Carter Redding into the mix. He's all out here by his lonesome around the uh, the good old number 20 while everybody's on the far right-hand side of the field. So first and goal, ball's on the 16. Here's the handoff to Karstein running right. We'll see ultimately where they mark it. Looks like the 12-yard line. So give them a four-yard run. It'll bring up second down. Miller and Bartram in on the stop for the Polar Bears. I don't know why they gave me a full roster. I'm only calling like five players' names here tonight. Well, that's typically what happens. <laughs> when I looked at film and I took a look as uh -huh. far as who was involved. Yeah, yeah that that's very colorful. That's kind of what you get. The orange highlighter. That's right. Including so I, Joel McClintock. <laughs> and he's highlighted, too. <laughs> Apparently, I didn't practice him enough. So, Ritelli in the gun. Karstein to his left. Fakes the handoff. Rolling left. Looks. Fires to the end zone. Looking for Carter Redding. What? Yeah, how about that? Had to pass that off. My angle a little obscured, so I can't see the far left corner of the end zone to our left. So apparently it was incomplete to Carter Redding. It was incomplete to Carter Redding. And it'll bring up third and goal with the ball on the You were just pointing at me because I was talking about Carter Redding a little bit before, and you're just like, it's like uh, Moneyball when he's like, yeah, you talk when I point to you. And it was like, yeah, Carter Redding. It's say you. Say Carter Redding. Perfect. Anytime I point to you, just say good, Carter Redding. Good timing. But, <laughs> but no, it's because you literally can't that see I literally the couldn't see it, yeah. So Ritelli is in the gun. There's an offset eye. Karstein's behind him, single receiver right. Gives it to Karstein. He tries to run to the left, but there's not a whole lot there. He might have a couple yards, but it'll bring up fourth and goal. Ball at the nine-yard line. Yeah, fourth down and nine, and yeah, man. You throw Skipper the kicker out there and see what he can do. Swing it through. So a 26-yard attempt. Yep. Letting the clock wind, we're inside of 140 on the game clock. Play clock's at 10. And if you want to point to me, go, well, I can Carter see the Redding uprights. is the, uh, is yeah. the holder. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Matthew Skipper waiting. Carter has it down. His there foot's through it, and it nope. is no good. Wow. Pulled it left. 124 to go here in the third. It's Exeter 14. Northern York, nothing. We'll be back. It's the Exeter Sports Network. Hurt playing sports? Count on Penn State Health Sports Medicine to help you get back to doing what you love. Weekend warriors and pro athletes get complete care from our skilled sports medicine providers. They'll help you avoid future injuries with a treatment and recovery plan tailored to you. Same day and next day appointments available. Call Penn State Health Sports Medicine at 610-378-2255. That's 610-378-2255. 
1-800-378-2255. You're listening to Exeter Eagles football on the Exeter Sports Network. We come back to Exeter. Northern York has a running plate, gains three yards. Palangin on the stop. Ball's at the 23-yard line. Second and seven, Bonin under center. The eye behind him, motion right to left. Now it comes back to us. It's a handoff to Bartram. There is nothing there. He is swallowed up. It's Lucas Palange once again. And we're going to see where they ultimately mark it. Maybe give him a yard. They have time to run one more, and we'll see if they do it. But they don't seem to be in much of a hurry with 20 seconds left on the clock. I mean, you're down 14 nothing. You uh, would think there'd be. Don't you, you want to squeeze some plays out of this? There, there, there might be, yeah, some, hey, let's force this. But all right, nope, yep, not never at mind. all. Quick score for you as wow. we go to the fourth. It's Cocalico 19. Solanco nothing, 452 left in the third. Sam Steffi, his second on the night, a 45-yard touchdown run. How about that? We have played three full. It's Exeter 14, Northern York nothing. We'll be back. This is the Exeter Sports Network. Birdies Inn is your entertainment spot in Exeter. Birdies has open mic night, dancing to the oldies night, Monday and Thursday wing nights, and musical acts playing two times a week. And with the NFL Sunday ticket and 22 TVs, there's no chance you're going to miss a single game. Sports, music, great food and drinks. What more do you need? Birdies reminds you to always have fun and be kind. The new Birdies Inn, 160 Old Friedensburg Road. There's always something new at the Old Inn. You're listening to Exeter Eagles football with Ryan and Darren on the Exeter Sports Network. 12 fresh minutes up on the clock. Third down and six here for the Polar Bears as they needed some extra time to think about what play they're running. And they are going to step back. They're going to throw it longer than they have the rest of the game. And they complete it, going back and tracking it down, completing a pass. And hard to see. Mason and it is to Yone. Yeah. How about that? See what happens when you throw the ball downfield, Darren. That's what you're looking for in this situation. One-on-one -on -one situation along the sideline. Threw it up enough time for your wide receiver to track it down out of the air. And Yone is the best that uh, the Polar Bears have. And it's a complete for a first down across midfield now on the 48. And they will hand it off to Bartram. Bartram getting around the edge. Wow, he somehow scooted past the line of scrimmage. I thought he was dead in the water, and instead we'll see where they end up marking him. Very hard to see where that sideline is, and they'll get him up to the 44-yard line, gain of four. So a 28-yard pass to Yone takes the ball into Eagles territory at the 48. Like you mentioned, give him four on the run. It's second and six. So Bonin... He had 28 yards in his first nine pass attempts combined. And on one pass play, 28 to Yone. Second down and six. Handoff once again to Bartram. Bartram trying to 
bowl through a pile, and he'll move that stick on the far side, maybe about a yard. We talked about this at the break, Ryan. You would think that there'd be a sense of urgency here with Northern York, but they're going up to the line of scrimmage, running the play. They come back, they're in their huddle, they're running the play clock down to 10 and under. I mean, they're not exactly in the uh, two-minute offense. Crap, they're not even in the five-minute offense. There's 11 minutes now left in this game. Down by two scores. Dropping back, flushed out of the pocket. Joey Schlaffer, what a monster hit. Completed pass. I don't know how he got that off, but goodness. He just felt the full strength of Joey Schlaffer knocking the wind out of him. But he completes the pass, and it is enough for a first down. Yeah, give Bonin credit Woo. there. He knew he was coming. He felt the pressure, got it away, just as Joey Schlaffer got to him and absolutely put a lick on him. But he's a tough kid. He's back for more. And then Schlaffer helped him up. Not many people will live to tell the tale. First down and 10. And a completed pass of just a few yards. And once again, trying to run in Joey Schlopper's direction, and he'll make the stop off his, his uh, left end. Give a three-yard run there to Bartram. And again, the clock runs. We're at 10 minutes here in the fourth. And they huddle up yet, a, yet again. Time just click, ticking down, and yeah, you know what? They're uh, working against the clock just as much as they are against Exeter right now. Fullback in the backfield under center. They're going to hand off to Bartram again. This time Bartram full head of steam, breaks one tackle. He's across the line, and he's gone. He's in for the score, and it is 14 to 6. 14 to 6. Sorry, I wanted to say 7. <laughs> and then I wanted to say 6, and it came out uh, like I'm speaking German. So a 35-yard run Man. for Bartram. He broke one tackle. He was around the ankles and able to break that one, and he was off to the races, 35 yards to the house, and we have a one-score ball game. Well, Maybe, maybe they knew what they were doing. Maybe their coach knew something we didn't, yeah. <laughs> he was just waiting and biding his time as Bartram now up to about 83 yards as Yone punches that one through. It hits the Ole Turnpike Dairy. It makes it 14-7 with 9.32 remaining in this one. It's not over yet, but it should be Exeter football when we return here on the Exeter Sports Network. After midnight, out in the moonlight, just like we used to do, I'm always walking after midnight. Penn State Health St. Joseph is here for all of your health and wellness needs. Whether it's our primary care and specialists throughout the region seeing you soon, our urgent care centers in Muhlenberg, Maiden Creek, and Straustown seeing you quickly, our emergency room in Burn Township seeing you now, or our on-demand app and walk-in lab, mammography, and imaging services seeing you anytime. We're ready when you need us to get you back to the health you need to live the way you want. Visit PennStateHealth.org to learn more. This is the Exeter Sports Network. 14-7. Eagles now clinging on to a seven-point lead. I don't know if that was the right word. 
I'll dig around in my brain for a different phrase. That's but. okay. Yeah, this is one of those games where you're thinking the defense is playing just good enough and the, the clock is ticking down. But lo and behold, here we are. There's a squib kick taken in. Exeter with the football and will get it across their own 35 or so. Is that Zamar Pascal? It is. Well, I just said his name. As boy, wouldn't it be nice to see him maybe enter the game as as a change of pace back, give a different look, as opposed to just trying to bowl it ahead, like you're doing with Karstein and Rotelli. Now well, that hasn't come to fruition yet. Maybe. Maybe uh, head coach Matt Bauer will put in an earpiece and listen to the broadcast. This one to Ro Rotelli, hands off to Karstein. Gets about half the distance to gain. Breaks up to the 44-yard line, second and four. Nice job there, Exeter. Looks like they're trying to regain the ground game. They give it to Richie, firing hard off the right side. Picks up six, second and four. Now inside nine minutes. Here in the second half. Play clock inside 15 seconds. Once again, just one wide receiver split out to either side. Rotelli in the gun. Rotelli hand off to Karstein, and Karstein's met at around the line of scrimmage. Taken down by Talon Beluccio. Make it down to third and two. As it seems that Exeter may just be content to work the clock in their favor. We'll see what they do here on third and short. A big third and two right here. Just, of course, with the score that they just gave up eight minutes yeah. winding down. I'm not sure if you're in four down territory here that you'd be willing to go for it on fourth down. I don't think so. On your own 46. I think at that point you play field position. And I agree. Here we go. Hand off to Karstein. Karstein finding running room. He's across the line again. He's across the 40, 35, 30. And he will just scoot out of bounds after quite a run down that right sideline. A nice scamper there by Karstein. First down and more. Down to the 32. About a 24-yard gain there by Karstein. They right. hand it to him. He tries to go right tackle, ultimately bounces it to the outside where there's a whole lot of room, and like you said, takes it all the way down into Polar Bears territory. He ran right into his blocker there that he just bounced right off of him, and hey, look at all that green ahead of me. 24 yards, and he's finally starting to put things together here in his last six carries or so. Karstein this time. Why did I say that? He gets up to the 30-yard line, game of about two. Stopped by Blaze Webb. Just ignore me. As Karstein, his last couple of carries have gone for 16, 5, 12, 4, 6, and 24. As I was trying to say before he was stopped after a game of two. The clock's still running. 7.15 left in the fourth. Just time separating Exeter from their second consecutive District 3 5A playoff appearance in the championship as Joey Schlaffer will 
make sure that they get there. Going up 30 yards later, coming down with a pitching catch in the end zone. It's 20 to seven. As Mason Ratelli has been doing all season long, Joey Schlaffer kind of running the uh, post route there. It's one on one. Mason throws it up, and Joey, you know what? I don't know if we've necessarily, when Mason throws the ball where it needs to be, uh, that pretty much is 100% touchdown, and it was there. It was yoning coverage there against Schlaffer, and that time he was helpless. Schlaffer got in behind him a bit. Spot is down. The kick is up. Skipper this time lofts it through the uprights for the extra point. 21-7. Exeter back on top with exactly seven minutes to play here in the second half. We'll be back. It'll be Polar Bear football when we return on the Exeter Sports Network. Selling or buying a house? Call Mikey LeBron of eXp Realty. Mikey is a full-service realtor dealing in residential, business, and investment realty services. Whether it is local, statewide, national, or even international, Mikey can fulfill your real estate needs. Service to his customers is his prime focus, and that has put Mikey in the top 15% of all real estate agents in the nation. Contact Mikey LeBron at 484-772-5106 or on the web at myagentmikey.com. 21-7 as Skipper will, once again, a little squib kick picked up around the 25-yard line and not much more than that. Alex Williams tries to run the ball on the right-hand side, but he's taken down immediately. They'll take the ball around the 26-yard line. Well, what do you do when you get down into these situations? You need big plays. You go to your best players, and Joey Schlaffer tonight showing up and showing off. Six catches, 117 yards, and finally a touchdown. And Rotelli hasn't really needed to throw it to anybody else. He threw two back-to-back to Karstein and Zandir, but other than that, it's been the Joey Schlaffer show as a handoff once again to Bartram, and he's going to get nowhere against this Exeter defense. Absolutely nowhere. They stack him up, push him back, and a score for you real quick. They've played three. It's Kokalico 19, Solanko nothing. Welp. There's a good chance. Could be back here next week. There's a really good chance. Uh, I'm what? glad for that. I didn't really want to make the drive. You know, what's really funny is JRPA announcers refusing to announce these scores. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't want to botch oh, anything here. Well, you can do it after three. 19 nothing after three. You're saying something there. This time, rolling out. Kachese giving chase. He's going to throw it in. Whoa, once again. Man, Kyle what a Lamb. night for Kyle Lamb. That's at least the third that have, you know, gone in and out of his mitts. That would have been good for a first down. I, w- I want to say he heard footsteps there. It looked like he alligator-armed it, but Bonin put the ball where it had to be to give him a chance to catch it. Yeah, the old Todd Pinkston. 6.09 remaining, it stops the clock. Boys, let's say hello to a couple of listeners. Eileen M.M., Bunnyfoot1, and Kidwell123, who said the proper modulation. A Stern fan. Hey, no, well, we actually talked about modulation. Yeah, while you were tripping over all your cords trying to escape to the bathroom or wherever you were going. 
Yes, and you'll and hear it later. The the Kidwells are near oh. and dear to my heart. They were the Delaware listeners last week. I mentioned to you. Gotcha. So hello again, guys. That time trying a little screenplay to Bartram, and he gets a case of Butterfingers, makes it fourth down and eleven. I think at this point now the the focus from Northern York has pretty much been sucked out of them. There doesn't seem to be much of a drive right now. Well, they will punt it away, fourth down and ten. Down by two scores. Yone back to punt, looking to flip the field again. Takes a couple steps. Nice booming kick fielded around the 41-yard line by Nathan Pashley. Yeah, how about that? 19-0. Kikalico. Man, like I said, we talk about the fact that they hadn't beaten a winning team. Sorry, make that 25-0. 5.03 left in the fourth. All right. We'll be back here next week. Same, yeah. uh, <laughs> I think it's over. Uh, Can we let Jay know now to announce the score? Well, I mean, Cacalico has to go on the road. They can't host. They're the 12 seed. They will never, ever be the highest right. remaining seed. They are seed. not going to be the highest. seed. So they're seed. traveling no matter what. So whether it's here or northern York, you know, maybe, they'll be on the road. Maybe he doesn't say the as far as Jay just so the team doesn't hear it. Hand off to Karstein. Karstein, a couple stutter steps. He's across the 45, finally taken down around the knees as Yone comes up and makes the stop. A five-yard run for Richie Karstein. But yeah, how about that? Like I said, four losses to four teams, two of them still undefeated, one of them with one loss, which came to Exeter. That was Mannheim Township. And then Lampeter Strasburg is still playing in district playoffs as right, well. Right. So, you know, not too shabby and not indicative of the type of team that they are. But they hadn't beaten a team with a winning record until they hit the playoffs. That's and they've right. done it twice in a row, and they're about to do it three times, mm -hmm. taking down undefeated Solanco. Here's your participation medal as Rotelli gets taken down as he's dropped behind the line of scrimmage. Number 68, Sam Gunning, a 6'4", 255 senior. Inside of five minutes to go. I'm excited that all of my uh, legwork looking into uh, Calico is finally paying off. That is something as far as listeners here on the Exeter Sports Network. Ryan's penchant for statistics and all those details. I like the obscurities. Second to none. I like the obscurities. Absolutely second to none. Just like how Northern York is 3-2 and two in games decided by one point or less. They haven't tied, so it's just games decided by one point. Hand off to Karstein. Karstein going off the left side. He's going to get close to a first down as he's twisted inside the 50, and we'll see. Looks like he's going to be short by maybe a few hair lengths. The far side official had a first down and then literally looked across to the near side official and took like a full sidestep to be short of the first down. Yeah, well, what are you going to do? <laughs> Six yards for Karstein officially. After three quarters, it's Bishop McDevitt, 47, Twin Valley, three. I don't think much of a surprise there. Now, Bishop McDevitt doing what they do. Right. Hearing, uh, you know, yeah, sure, why not? He's not listening, but I'll give a shout-out to Tommy Mealy moving to uh, 
take the exit, the Exeter, the Elko athletic director spot, taking over for Doug Bohannon. Hand off to Karstein. He's across. He's got the first down, down to the 45, and we get to watch this clock continue to wind. Another first down for Exeter. Three and a half, and this is this is Exeter's specialty. It's one of those, we have you where we want you, now stop us, and most teams can't. And at this point, going to hike the ball with under three minutes to play and just continue to wind that clock down. Carter Redding going out uh, as a receiver on the far side of the field. Joey Schlopper near side. Typically what we see in their offensive set. No Miles Brant in. They've yanked him here for the majority of the second half as Karstein breaking through a tackle, continuing to just pummel through this polar bear defense. McClintock He's down to the 31. To, there you go, I said it. Trying to bring him down, literally jumps on his back. Richie Karstein continues to power through, even with that, down to the 31. And an Exeter first down with the clock running. Richie Karstein had 49 yards on his first 15 carries, and he's over 100 in his next 16. So he has gained ahead of steam here, especially in the second half, and helped stave off the Polar Bears. He got within 14-7. to seven. But Richie Karstein doing what he does here in the second half, just wearing down a defense. This is going to sound strange, but 14-7, and it, when you say it wasn't that close, but it still was because that was the score. Well, the timeout taken here is, well, I guess better late than never. 2.06 remaining as Karstein gets ahead for about four yards. And Jerry wants to take a timeout too. 2.06 remaining when we return. 21-7 Exeter on their way to a District 3 final for the second consecutive year. More to come when we return on the Exeter Sports Network. The new Birdies Inn is your entertainment spot in Exeter. Birdies has open mic night, dancing to the oldies night, Monday and Thursday wing nights, and musical acts playing two times a week. And with the NFL Sunday ticket and 22 TVs, there's no chance you're going to miss a single game. Sports, music, great food and drinks. What more do you need? Birdies reminds you to always have fun and be kind. The new Birdies Inn, 160 Old Friedensburg Road. There's always something new at the Old Inn. Uh, 2.05 left, the handoff to Karstein. Handoff number 33 to Richie. So you got spun down. And finally, a timeout from the Polar Bears. One of those, yeah, the clock runs a little bit more than you would expect it to. Maybe this is just being done for the seniors. I guess. Five-yard gain for Karstein up to, by my tally, 160 yards. They have them at, well, we got some saying 34, some saying 36. I have 33. Maybe I slept walk through some of them. Well, I think we can say 30 plus. 30 plus carries and, and, and 150 that, plus yards. Cover that bet. Yeah, yeah there we go. A 149 stopped. They can stop the clock one more time. But this second half do. has been 
of course, Exeter's forte, and we pretty much knew going into the game. It's one of those where it gets to be a broken record that you know they're going to lean on Richie Karstein's shoulders, but of course, yet again, they have 30-plus carries and, you know, the 160-some-odd yards. Ertelli this time just getting behind his offensive lineman under center, and he will have enough for a first down. And we'll see if they decide to take one more timeout, but this will, they have one left. It's a first down and looks like they will decline to take it. It was really good of uh, Joey Schlaffer to make the first down call. Did you see that? I did see that. It looked like it was a first down, so it was the correct call. Matt Bauer giving uh, some claps to the uh, opposing head coach there, it looks like. Over to Bill Miller. Couple kneel downs here. Play clock at so. 15. We're at a minute. This will potentially be the final play of the game as victory formation. Exeter, their second closest game of the year. <laughs> right. Will be a 21-7 Victory over visiting Northern York, which will send them back to the PIAA District 3 5A championship game for the second consecutive year. But this year, they get to host at home. How about that? It was a wild year, wild year last year. And they kind of uh, squeaked into the playoffs. Solanco getting on the board late here. 35-yard pitch and catch. 4.46 to go. Yeah, I'd still say that's probably probably done. I'd say so. <laughs> 25 to 8 now. And how about that? Exeter will be back here next week, 7 o'clock. Very likely against Cacalico, who is leading. As the Eagles will take on the Eagles right here on the Exeter Sports Network. We Look. just had the Eagles and the Eagles last week. We did. Well, we can beat the Eagles again. It'll be a little bit different. As Cacalco, a very good pedigree coming in. They've won districts before. Good coaching staff. You know, they've been here, done that. So not an easy game by any stretch of the imagination about that, to uh, incur next week. That's right. The PA announcer just announcing the Cacalco score here to the We're fans. finally safe. That's right. I think uh, it's one of those, yeah, no jinxing, none of that stuff. And, of course, a rousing yell going up as they know they will be hosting, as you mentioned, the final against Cacalico right here next week. 21-7, your final. We will recap that and look ahead to next week's, oh, this is fun to say, District 3 5A championship right here in Riften at Don Thomas Stadium. We'll be back to talk about that and more when we return on the Exeter Sports.
Oli Valley Feed is the area's best place for pet food, supplies, and so much more. Featuring all of the prime brands and your pet's favorite food, they also have a customer loyalty program that can pay you back in free pet food on many products, plus chew toys, grooming supplies, and snacks. Oli Valley Feed carries a full line of bird food and suet, as well as coal and wood pellets to keep you warm this winter, which are available for delivery. All this in unmatched customer service. That's Oli Valley Feed, 143 Cleaver Road in Oli, on the web at olivalleyfeed.com and on Facebook. Penn State Health St. Joseph is here for all of your health and wellness needs. Whether it's our primary care and specialists throughout the region seeing you soon, our urgent care centers in Muhlenberg, Maiden Creek, and Straustown seeing you quickly, our emergency room in Burn Township seeing you now, or our on-demand app and walk-in lab, mammography, and imaging services seeing you anytime. We're ready when you need us to get you back to the health you need to live the way you want. Visit PennStateHealth.org to learn more. Sneaker Villa in the Boscov Shopping Center is Exeter's team apparel and uniform center. They do screen printing and embroidery for schools, businesses, and organizations of all sizes. A focus on customer service is what sets them apart from the pack, and a commitment to Exeter sports is what keeps them coming back. Open from 10 to 7, Monday to Saturday, located at 4290 Perky Omen Avenue. Sneaker Villa is a locally owned business. Sneaker Villa, your team store. The new Birdies Inn is your entertainment spot in Exeter. Birdies has open mic night, dancing to the oldies night, Monday and Thursday wing nights, and musical acts playing two times a week. And with the NFL Sunday ticket and 22 TVs, there's no chance you're going to miss a single game. Sports, music, great food and drinks. What more do you need? Birdies reminds you to always have fun and be kind. The new Birdies Inn, 160 Old Friedensburg Road. There's always something new at the Old Inn. This is the Exeter Sports Network. Darren. There we go. I was, no, we don't need Jerry on. I want, I want Darren to talk. But we also have Mike Boyer with us. Mike's been gracious enough to be spotting all night, not get on the uh, the headset until now. Hey, Mike. Hey, guys. How's it going? <laughs> Great to see you, Mike. So what did you see tonight? Let's, you know football better than we do. We're just the uh, the monkeys calling the game here and what's happening on the field. But you know the uh, the inside baseball here. You know, I saw the same thing you guys saw. You know, Exeter ran the ball very well tonight. Uh, Mason Rotelli did enough with his feet to get himself out of trouble when he had to. There are a number of plays in this game where fumbled snaps turned into positive plays for the Eagles, whether it was a first down or a touchdown or even a completed pass. Same drive. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> yeah. You know, that doesn't happen every week. So, you know, I think the football guys shine Exeter's way. You know, give Northern York a lot of credit. You know, they play in the mid-pen, a very good league. They are a very good football team. They are a playoff football team. And uh, Exeter has, has just taken that next step. We talked about all of last year about the ability of, of getting to the postseason and being successful and learning how to win games like this where I think we all thought in the third and middle of the fourth quarter this was not a pretty game for the Eagles. Uh, hadn't done a whole lot since the first half, but they did enough, and they finished. Yeah, I mean, it's it seemed like Northern York was content to just continue running the football down 14 nothing, not throwing the football down the field except for one time that they hey we have found a 28 yard pass play and then they never did it again <laughs> so you know uh, I thought the, the the key part of what you're saying is at the end of the third quarter yeah they let 25 seconds roll off the clock yeah. down 14 nothing I did there was and I, I think you said it Darren there's no urgency here 
I just don't see any urgency of thinking, hey, we're down 14. Well, we saw it at the end of the first half when they surprisingly got the ball back, and they had under a minute, so they would have needed to move, but not once did they try to, you know, chuck the football down in distance, like, or even set up for a field goal just to try to get points on the board before the end of the half. And we saw their kicker was very good. Oh, yeah. Like, let's get some momentum going in the halftime here. I think he has nine here. field goals this year. Yeah, and they had them on the plus side of the field, and they did nothing with it. So, again, a very passive approach uh, in a playoff game. Well, they're just like, hey, we got the ball back with 48 <laughs> seconds, unsurprisingly, on the opponent's side of the, the field. Let's run the football. <laughs> and, and they were throwing east and west. It was one of those where, you know, they're, they're trying to use the flat. It Just like you said, Mike, push the ball down the field. Okay, maybe you don't get the play, but maybe you get a P.I. Maybe something good happens, but... All you're asking for are pick sixes when you're throwing side to side. And Bonin has a decent arm, but I'm not going to say it's a great arm to get that ball out there in a hurry. Well, I think we also saw early on a lot of drop passes from them. Mm -hmm. So yeah. maybe the coaches just lost a lot of confidence in receivers to try and throw the ball down the field. Uh, the one interception over there, I think that um, who was number 10 got it. Yep, Panero. Panero got the interception off the, off the ricochet, went right through the kid's hands. But again, to your point, he was coming back towards the line of scrimmage, on the line of scrimmage, coming back to the ball, and they just didn't make the catch there. But there was no threat. There was no take to shot downfield, and they did play action, but they didn't throw the ball down the field and play action. Mm -hmm. He kept throwing the ball short. No, I think it was Kyle Lamb that had at least three drops that hit him right in the mitts or went through his mitts and bounced off of his shoulder pads. Because uh, I think Miles Brandt had both of the interceptions, That's I think. That's what I thought it was, too, but yeah, someone Br said 10 had one, so I yeah. wasn't sure. I think Brandt had both of them. He came <laughs> away with the football and at least was holding it on the far side. Good enough for me. Good, good enough for me. So even nine if, tenths uh, of the law. I, I doubt that Pinero just handed the football to him after, uh, after no, you you go celebrate with it. Um, but, no, uh, yeah, it, it bounced off of Lamb at least three times. He would have had a first down here late in the – in the second half and, you know, just uh, just couldn't make it happen. You need to throw, be able to throw the football at least somewhat competently. And we've seen it all year. Teams come out and try to run screen plays. They just don't work. You know, Exeter's bearing down on that defense, trying to stop the run. They're stopping anything thrown short. You have little hitch routes, and it's just not going to be enough to, to beat this Exeter defense. you got to throw the ball deep, and until a team is willing to do that, you're going to see games like tonight. Yeah, and you go back to even the Hemfield game earlier this year where a team did throw the ball down the field and did threaten mm -hmm. the Eagles. Um, you know, so there is a game plan laid out there for you to do it. We just didn't see anything like that here today. And, and sadly enough, I mean, the quarterback was running around trying to find somebody, and they're all five yards line scrimmage, double covered. Yeah. I probably won't see it next week either. Right, yeah. I mentioned, oh, yeah. <laughs> I mentioned to Ryan uh, later in the game that when uh, Bartram ran it in from 30 yards out. It was a 14-7 game, but it didn't even seem that close. Yes, it was a one-score game, but and plenty just of time watching left. the game, it was just like, this game's over. I mean, it, it, it wasn't, but it just felt that way. And, you know, again, it was just a matter of how Exeter was <laughs> playing. They were able to control the clock on a number of drives. And at that point, again, that sense of urgency wasn't there. So it was just the feeling at that point that, okay, yeah, you scored, but the game's over. Yeah, and I think one of the things there, you make a great point of, of, of them making that touchdown score, we had a chance to put the game away, and we didn't do it. And I think that's one thing they'll probably work on this week. And, and one thing you can address in this game is, hey, guys, we're up 14 nothing. We have the ball. 
on the plus side of the field, and we came around twice with no points, a missed field goal and, and down on distance. And so that's one thing where they have to continue to finish. Now, again, the fourth quarter, to your point about throwing the ball down the field, Exeter's last score, they're pounding it, pounding it, pounding it, throw the ball to Joey Schlaffer in a one-on-one -on -one mismatch. And again, he's in one-on-one -on -one mismatch against everyone. Oh, yeah. You know, nothing against but no the, safety help over the top or anything against them. Safeties were down just... the box, man. They were playing the run. Yeah. So, you know, 82's out there on an island by himself. Yawn, doing a nice, decent job on high long. He's but, trying. You know, he gets beaten coverage and a touchdown over the top. And so Exeter had that ability to make that throw. Right. Which, again, sure. we, we didn't see that from the other side tonight. Yeah, it, it helped that they could come back and get that matching score right away to take mm -hmm. any momentum that could have been there uh, from Northern York. But... Yeah, I agree. You know, when you have him, you got to use him. I mean, we've talked an awful lot this year about Rotelli throwing the ball down the field and not just taking care of the football, but being more than just a caretaker of this offense. He's not just out there as a senior who had never thrown a pass before and you're scared to let him throw the football and you're just like, okay, you know, maybe we'll throw some dink and dunk, like we'll throw some nice safe passes for him, you know, hold his hand along the way. No, they let him throw the football, you know, they hit Zach Zandier for a big gain in that first game against Daniel Boone, and we're just like, oh, they're going to let him throw the football when they have the chance. And Rotelli, like I said, it's kind of that game plan that you say, we can run the football down your throat with, you know, Richie Karstein bouncing off of guys, taking, carrying guys with him, breaking tackles, just wearing you down, but then we can beat you over the top. We're not just going side to side. We're not dinking and dunking beyond that. We're literally going to stretch your defense in the opposite direction down the field. Yeah, we're going we're to threaten you vertically. And I think the one thing you guys have seen all year long watching Mason Rotelli is he, he has gotten better throughout the season as you kind of, you know. Maybe chunk, not Mannheim Central. But well, but, but as you chunk the season along, sure. though, you, you can see him getting better and doing things. Um, and today, I mean, again, when the snap was dropped and, and he hit Joey over here on the right-hand side, he's telling him, hey, get to the outside as he's running with the ball. He's doing the things he has to do. To, uh, speaking of, speaking of the devil, he's right behind us right now. But uh, you know, in, in search of his phone, not touchdown so much. Say he was in search of his phone before the end of the game. <laughs> All right, oh, hey Joey, come here. You, you want to throw this on for a sec? Hold on, guys. Here you go. Darren giving it up. Testing one, two, one, two. All right, here we go. So I got you for six catches, a buck seventeen tonight, and finally that final score. What makes you guys so dynamic on offense that you're able to pound the football and then, oh, by the way, we're going to stretch you vertically over the top? Um, I mean, yeah, first, by establishing the run threat, they got to move more people in the box, and uh, that just creates more you know, opportunities and mismatches for our tight ends and, and running backs and, and uh, receivers in, in the passing game. So, I mean, closer. All right, well, I don't want to get, like, my heavy breathing on them. <laughs> All right. I mean, you did just play an entire football game. We're literally up here winded from eating fried chicken and pizza. Yeah, so. I know you guys eat good up here. Paul Roberts had a little bit to say about it. So, Joey, as you look at this season through the uh, start of the season till now, talk a little bit about the development of Mason Rotelli as he's kind of matured into this position. Obviously, as, as your four years here, you've gone through – four different quarterbacks, really, uh, or three with Gavin yeah, twice, yeah, yeah. and then, um, again, Colin, and then, of course, Mason this year. So talk about what you've seen his development this year. I think game in and game out, week in and week out, he's definitely improved, I mean, I think throughout the entire season. Uh, I think he's grown a lot. He's uh, gained a lot of composure. Uh, I think, you know, just, just getting his feet wet was really important for him at the start of the season. And now, I mean, he's out there slinging that ball like, like uh, I mean, as good as anybody we've seen. 
Yeah, ex absolutely. And we talked about the one play here uh, in the first quarter where he kind of hit you on the sideline here. He was telling you to get out open because he had dropped the snap. was a bad snap. He kind of recovered it, didn't panic, rolled out to his right, exactly. directed yep. you to work to the sideline that hit you for, a, I think it was a first down, actually. Yep. Yep. Um, so, again, he's able to do those type of things. He is a, a fairly dynamic runner in the fact yeah. that he can run the football well. So he gives you both those dimensions uh, from the quarterback position. No question about it. Yeah, I mean, like I said, uh, I don't know if week one he would have been doing that kind of stuff. And now, I mean, he, he's out there, like, making stuff happen, you know, anytime he, he doesn't get flustered at all. And, I mean, it's really impressive to see how he's growing in that way. Um, and just with all of our guys, he's confident who he's throwing to. He's confident in his poise and, and all that stuff. I mean, it, he's doing a great job. He's our captain. He's a general. So let's talk a little bit about, obviously, we now know who your opponent is next week. And we also know that you're not traveling to right, Solanco. location as well, yeah. <laughs> you got the, uh, the location working in your favor. No question. Talk about the difference of last year. You come in as underdogs. Oh, yeah, take a seat. All right. Dar Darren's giving up his headset, oh. his seat. He's even pulling it out here for you. Darren, listen, you, you know, you take a seat. Jacket, what a gentleman. What a gentleman. Cold. What a hey, gentleman. Listen, you, you, you can put the pads on out there. <laughs> <laughs> what a gentleman. Uh, so we could talk about, like I said, last year you guys came in as the underdogs. You had one thing in mind, getting to that championship game, beating Mifflin. This year – you guys are the ones with the targets on your back, and you have Cacalico coming in as the 12 seed, knocking off three winning teams for the first time all season long. They're the first three winning teams that they've beaten. They've done all three on the road, and now they handed Solanco their first loss tonight by a pretty handy margin yeah, as that final like score, 32-8. to eight. Can you talk a little bit about the difference of mindset between coming in as the underdogs last year and now being top dogs this year? Yeah, uh, I think the biggest thing is, like, having – that our whole team understand that, you know, there's going to be teams out there that, you know, rankings don't really mean anything. Like, I mean, we were a seven seed, like you said, last year. And coming from that position and, you know, going and winning the district championship last year, we're aware that seeding is just a number. Um, it just comes down to executing week in and week out and doing your job, uh, preparing for anything, uh, not overlooking anybody just because of the number. We talked about how... <laughs> Exit or uh, how Cacalico's record is really deceiving that they have four losses, but the four teams that they lost to have three combined losses between all of them. Right. That they lost to Solanco, they lost to, or they lost to uh, Wyo, you know, they lost yeah. to Lampeter Strasburg, who had two losses, they lost to Mannheim Central, who had one loss, and then Solanco again. So it was, it's. <laughs> A very interesting uh, pattern, but they're coming in. They're coming in hot. And no question about it. They're on a hot streak for sure. Well, and, yeah. and let's, the Eagles are on a little bit of a hot streak, too. They haven't lost since uh, <laughs> last year. I've heard about that. Semifinals, this so. is the first time that uh, Exeter has a 12. This is the first time they've reached the 12-win plateau. That is true. I did hear that. Uh, I've seen a lot of teams over the years, and I think this team is good, if not better, than every team I've ever seen. Um, obviously, they're not done yet. You guys have a few more games to play. Let's uh, get the job done. But no I, I think Ryan makes a great point here in saying that it's a little bit different this year as you guys are kind of the uh, the hunted, not right. the hunters right. anymore. We got the target and, on our back. Yep. And you got to kind of take that mentality of being the hunters, you know, again at home. This is the last time you're going to play at home next Definitely week, this which time. is a great opportunity. This is <laughs> yeah. the last time you know it, but, but you know it's for sure. And so, right. um, you know, I know you and the other seniors have been here a long time. We've won a lot of football games. Certainly nice to go out and win here and win another district championship. Oh, yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, the motivation this week is looking right over there. We're going to move that banner over a little bit, clear some space for the next one. That's the motivation the entire week. I'm sure we're going to hear it 50,000 times. But we're all hungry for it as we were for the first one. So we're ready to go chase it. It's awesome. It's awesome. All right. All good. Appreciate you coming in. All right. Sorry, I know you just came in for your phone, but, you know, <laughs> hey, you gave us good conversation, too. Oh, yeah.
All right, I'm sorry appreciate for taking it. the mic. Hey, appreciate, appreciate you joining us, Joey. <laughs> Best right. success the rest of the season, bud. Thank you. Appreciate, appreciate it, Joey. All right. So, again, the mission's not done yet. They, they already have the plan. They're going to move the uh, the district move championship the banner. banner over a little bit to make room for hopefully number two. We'll give them a pair of Jerry scissors to go snip off the uh, the banner and move it over a few feet. Although I'm not sure if you could really do that down there. I think that's uh, they might have to actually install a brand new, uh, brand new banner. Have to see what happens. Let's win another one first. Uh, you know what? I don't think that is going to be much of an issue if it comes to <laughs> fruition. You know, it's like, okay, we'll slide it over. You know, yeah, first world problems. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh no, we're gonna have to get a new banner. Yeah, darn it, darn it. Another another banner raising <laughs> bummer. Uh, but it's, like I said, fantastic that they'll uh, they'll be able to finish the job here next week, seven o'clock taking out Calico. It's not going to be easy. Calico no, is no, really no, coming in coming in hot. Like I said, and a team that's a playoff team. They, they've been in the playoffs. Again, they're, they're they've a, won a, district a before. champion as well. So oh, yeah. they know what it takes. That program knows what it takes. So, Well, I appreciate you guys letting me sit in with you a little of bit. Of course. The I, I can see Jerry's ready to go. It has Darren's ready to eat cold fried chicken. That's right. Hey, <laughs> even though the new birdies in is keeping their kitchen open until 1030. Yes, they are. And it is 918. So they'll have a nice hot piping cup of Italian wedding soup for Jerry when he gets in. Are we doing uh, – I'm still not letting that go. <laughs> I haven't let that go all year. It's better It's better than some other things he's eating there. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I'll take your word on we're, that. We're going well, to the, the new peanut butter jelly in. burger. Oh, still the all-time oh, low. the peanut butter burger. Oh. <laughs> There's uh, nothing wrong with a PB&J burger. I've done it before. I'm sure, I do it again. I'm sure people think it's wonderful. I'm sorry. <laughs> just put it on my Wonder Bread. <laughs> uh, are we are we still doing Sneaker Villa stuff? Or yes. oh, we're still yeah. doing Sneaker Villa stuff? Yeah, we're doing Sneaker Villa stuff. All right. Well, in that case, I don't know. Let's take, well, take your pick. You can either go Karstein with you know yet another 30-plus carry performance and a touchdown. Or you can go Joey Schlaffer with a six-catch, 117-yard performance and one score. You know Take what? Pick. He took the time to talk to us after <laughs> oh, that that's, game. Oh, that's enough to sway your decision. <laughs> what a, really a weak-minded person because you are. Because he lost his phone. <laughs> he lost his phone, and 30, ultimately we got him. What a, 37 carries for Karstein, and we're going to give it to a guy who lost his phone. There was darn phone. near child abuse down there well, on the field, well, having wait him a man, wait a minute. carry it 30-plus times. We gave Karstein a T-shirt last week i mean i mean not to say he's not deserving of it but does he want another t-shirt didn't you you didn't give it to rotelli last week for five oh, touchdowns i'm sorry rotelli yeah it was rotelli never mind were you guys dropping ass I, I, that I, game or? are you kidding that was a week ago man <laughs> no that was that was mason rotelli all right so I, I don't care take your pick you know what all right you you reminded me it was mason we gotta give it to richie i mean right. 30 plus you know or 22 carries 200 yards last week okay yeah and and of he's course like, you know like 30 plus 60 carries carries in two weeks that, that's insanity yards. it really is insanity but he's a bull and he deserves it so All absolutely right. richie karstein you are the sneaker villa offensive player of the game how about that defensive player of the game i don't think that there's any question it would be miles brant we're with two going interceptions. right yep i would agree with that's, those that's kind of the uh, the no-brainer even though joey schlaffer I'm, I'm fairly certain 
that uh, Timmy Bonin is still picking uh, uh, rubber chips out of his teeth after wow. he got uh, thrown to the ground by Schlaffer. Clean, clean shot, but, you know, he held on to the ball as long as he could. He had a couple of those tonight, too. Yeah, he completed that one for a first down. He actually. did complete he did. that one. Yeah, they, that, that's, that's some gritty play right there. No, he, he did not have uh, – he had a sack, and he had a nice – yeah. One sack does not uh, compete against yeah, two Yeah, that INTs. won't sway us. <laughs> <laughs> no, but then uh, I guess we also have to pick a special teams. Oh. Gary, you're really painting us into the corner with special teams because yeah, there's only uh, so many people you can hand it off to. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Can we just give that one to Joey Schlaffer? <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't even on the field. <laughs> or he may not have been on but the field. But he did sit down and talk to us tonight. So. Yeah, he did sit down and talk to us. You know what? The the interview of the game, the sneakerville interview of the game goes to Joey Schlaffer. We're changing special teams for one night and turning it into the interview of the game. There we go. I'm sure Rob will have no problem with that. So. And, it, and it didn't require us to go down onto the field. Yeah, he, he came to us regardless of the reason. His mistake. <laughs> <sighs> All right. Well, is that it? I, know, I know that you have, like, an extra T-shirt. Just, you know, hand it to a fan or something, I guess. Or Where's the bed at night? Are you could. <laughs> I'm going to start in on my chicken that here. That was, a, that was the special T-shirt. <laughs> I'm going to pretend my chicken is turducken <laughs> and get an early start on Thanksgiving. Oh, Lordy. 21-7, to 7, your final score. Exeter. Advancing to the PIAA District 3 5A championship game for the second consecutive season, looking for their second straight title. And they will have to do so against the Cacalico Eagles, who are victorious tonight, knocking Solanco from the ranks of the Unbeatens. And they will travel here to Riften next week. Paper. We will tigers. see you next week. Man, that, that's got a great ring to it. Certainly does. Thank you to everyone for listening, especially all the uh, the people that Jerry named off who were who were tuning in. People in Florida, I'm sure they're all over the place. I bet it's warmer down there too, right it now. It most certainly is warmer. A little bit. I, I can't feel my toes right now. It's yeah. But again, I agree. Thank you to everyone for listening. Thank you to Tom Legath as always for providing this. Uh, thank you to whoever put out the fire here from the uh, pizza box. From the pizza box uh, getting getting caught on fire tonight. <laughs> we have a talented group here in the box, yeah. Thank you to our sponsors. Thank you to Jerry, as always. 12-win season for the first time in school history. And not history. done yet. And, and not, not done, not yet. done yet. So 7 o'clock next week, 645. We'll take you there right here on the Exeter Sports Network. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Good night. Thank you for joining us for your District 3 champion Exeter Eagles football on the Exeter Sports Network. The game has been brought to you by Penn State Health St. Joseph Medical Center on the web at pennstatehealth.org. The new Birdies Inn and Mikey LeBron Realtor. This has been a presentation of Jerry Gelliff Media. Good night. <laughs>